so I was going to ask you, I, I was talking to a friend uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, we, we were telling stories, like went to college together and just telling stories from the good old days or whatever. And uh, the, cause you, you peaked when you were like a sophomore. Oh and yeah. It's just been downhill since. Yep. Steep <laughs> decline. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, so we, uh, the, my Superman story came up mm-hmm. and then we started telling stories that like, times where you're sitting there something happens and you have that just like no way did this just happen like is this dude for real no way so do you have have to tell that well you have to tell it because you you, i've heard it but it's been years i mean it's been at least two or three years since we talked because you told me about it when it happened yeah when so i i can tell you again but then i guess so i call this story the superman story um college i started dating this girl and she was from well done yep uh yeah it was a big big deal for me um, <laughs> so she was european so we had like different upbringings a little bit or different i don't know experience i don't know everyone yeah. has different experiences but yeah culturally a little bit different that's probably the best way to say yeah okay so so my school was not not super big with sports they don't have very many good sports teams but the one thing we did have was hockey so (laughs) hockey games were always popular and you could get some free tickets occasionally um, if you like signed up early enough whatever so (laughs) we decided to go to a hockey game and we were gonna go it was gonna be me and her Uh and then her roommate and her roommate's friend and i was trying to convince a couple of my roommates to come and that's only relevant because I was going to meet them there and I was really late because I was trying to convince my roommates to come and they were like, Oh yeah, that sounds like fun. And uh-huh. then last minute they were like being late, being late and just like, Oh, we're not going to go anymore. <laughs> and so I showed up late. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got there, we get to our seats and I don't get to sit next to my girlfriend. So it's like her roommate, her, her roommate's friend, and then me down the line. And I don't like, no one seemed like it even crossed their mind to switch. So it like felt weird <laughs> to ask. So it just, so the, the whole evening started off, like I was a little annoyed and it right. was a little weird. So we're just talking, whatever, like watching the game, talking a little bit. And they started asking like, Oh, what are you guys going to do after this? And so I'm like, Oh, well, she's never had Superman flavor ice cream which is like a huge thing when you're a kid. So yeah, we're gonna well, go... especially in the, I, I think it's even a Midwest thing to a degree too, like the yeah. blue moon or the Superman. So yeah, the blue moon or the Superman, it's yeah. the same flavor, but one's <laughs> right. blue. And one's, one's got more color. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. I don't know if it's just Midwest, but it, it definitely wasn't like in Europe. So <laughs> that, that's what the opening preamble is right, trying right. to get at. Um, so we were like, yeah, so I'm going to go find it somewhere, whether that be, I think it's probably late for an ice cream shop. We'll probably go to You'll the grocery it. store yeah. and yeah, find a pint or whatever. Right. So that's our plan. Huge stuff. And keep talking a while and it gets to an intermission. So everyone pretty much goes and takes a bathroom break. Mm-hmm. And I get back and I think I'm the first one back. And shortly after that, her roommate gets back, walks up the bleachers and sits down with two things of ice cream one of them being a superman and one of them being something whatever and he puts yeah it... i think i think that is an important point your girlfriend's roommate was a dude yeah like that i do think that's important context 
Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Go on. And so he sits there, sits down, puts it right next to her, puts it in her seat and then starts to eat his own. And I'm like, I look over and I see what's going on and I'm just like, no, no way. This, <laughs> no, that can't be. I'm just like completely stunned. Mm-hmm. And before I like, I'm stunned that I can't say anything before mm-hmm. something even comes to like my mind. Right. She so brings it up. back uh-huh. and sits down and he's like, oh, I got you Superman ice cream. And it's just, uh, I mean, to her like, credit, it's so she, she didn't eat it. Oh, she didn't. Okay. No. So <laughs> that's nice. Of her. It, was, it was so awkward. And I was just like, no way. Did this. <laughs> like, no way. Yeah. It's, it was such an intentional move with such yeah. obvious. Now, not only was the, it, it had such obvious intentions is the better way to put it. Like yeah. he was going out of his way to make you look to, to like go over you. Yeah. But also exactly. it's that thing of like, what was his goal? Like, was his goal to try to make her go, you got me at first. I, I think I love you. Like for, for <laughs> like, what is it? Any, yeah. any person in the right mind is going to go, well, that was kind of a dick move. Like it's not going to work. <laughs> exactly. And I, I yeah. don't know. We could argue attentions all day. I'm pretty sure at some point he, he liked her. And, but yeah. There was a couple, oh, for sure. a couple situations in our relationship where it was like just weird situations like that yeah. with him. But that well, is and hands down the like the most. I was just like, no, no way did this dude just do this. <laughs> I think the thing that the thing about it to me is like even if he didn't like her, it was a direct retaliation or move to something you said and something you were excited to do with your significant other right like yeah no even if you even if he didn't like her he definitely didn't like you <laughs> like yeah he was definitely no matter how innocent it there. was it yeah it started from yeah a, or, oh yeah, yeah i'm excited like i can't believe she never did this super, it was super like ignorant. an excited little thing and then yeah, he or, went <laughs> over my head or like trying to make it so that I wouldn't have that experience. <laughs> man, like the, 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 the biggest benefit of the doubt you can give him is him thinking, man, I wish I could just help alleviate his stress a little bit about <laughs> finding Superman ice cream. Let's go see if they have it over there. <laughs> but even if that were the case, you think he would have also brought you a cone? Because that's yeah. the other thing. You said there were there were three of you there or were there four of you there? There were four of us there. Right. So he comes back with two ice cream cones, which again is a really weird thing to do in a group of four people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> there's three more of you. I got one and I'm giving it to you. So yeah, it's. <laughs> On that note, welcome to uh, Bare Naked Ladies Are Us. The yeah, final um, Bare Naked Ladies specifically themed episode. Now we're going to get into what Man. that means. We're have, we have, so much stuff lined up for the next few episodes um not just of this band but of the next band we're going to cover which i'm super excited i'm you i mean you know oh yeah excited we got a lot to cover today but this yeah. is not the last bnl related yes, podcast exactly but this is the last bnl specific episode so let, well, let's talk about what that means quick today yeah. what we're and doing... first two i'm nick <laughs> i'm jd Listen, there's so few <laughs> we always listening. forget about that <laughs> it's not like, and it's not even like it's a video where you can just throw your names up at the bottom like you right. know like a third a lower third so yeah the, i'm jd nick is here with me uh his zoom background is bnl right now it's them in the studio so i'm you know he looks really cool i'm I, i'm in my guest room so 
what we're talking on their today, website, or at least you could around Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, it might be gone now. Well, I don't know why it would be gone. This is the same yeah. day. Remember, I told you a couple episodes ago where I was like, they recorded all their holiday videos yep. in one day. Yeah, this, this is, that is same clearly day, the, the same yeah. day. <laughs> so, so what we're doing today is we are. It's it's a two parter. So the first part we're doing today is recovering some whether you can call bonus tracks, bonus tracks. Um, stuff that was left off of a studio, basically important songs to this band that we did not cover um, in their studio albums because it wasn't on a studio album. Yep. Now, we're, we'll, as we go to that EP, part in a minute stuff here, from Greatest Hits albums, yep, singles. Yep. Uh, soundtrack stuff. Yeah, soundtrack, um, now, separate albums that were mostly covers, etc. If If you know um, Bare Naked ABCs, who are uh, just so freaking cool as we say every time mm-hmm. you know that there are a lot of songs by bare naked ladies that are not on albums we're going to talk like, about how we a lot more we than think. we're going to cover yeah. how many how did we how many did we get down to is it 15 so we cut it down to 15 okay so we'll, we'll talk about how we did that in a second yeah um so we're going to do that and then the next part of the episode is the part that i mean nick and i have been building to this since day one this is the whole so point excited. of the whole pod is the best ofs uh ranking of the albums our favorite favorite albums or something but um favorite songs uh, favorite songs o- uh, overall and then favorite songs pre-breakup and post-breakup yep uh, pre-post steve leaving yeah again. all all of the work that we've done on this podcast all of the time we've put into recording editing whatever it's all just all been come a down to this. wanting to make these lists and it's a big excuse to be able to do it exactly and you're gonna listen um and then and then yeah so that's what today is now after this we are going to do three episodes on steve's um solo albums yes post breakup solo stuff yes exactly so page one and then heal thyself part one and part two um and then after that we we might take a quick break in terms of episodes we might not but we're going to move on to our next band which we will uh talk about at the end we're not gonna get into that now um but before we even get into anything there is one thing that has happened since then Joe Biden was elected. No, I mean, that's true. That does actually play into Joe it. Joe Biden was um, elected. Joe Biden was elected. So that that happened. Um, we're not going to get into that, but yeah. oh, I'm going to visually show you how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what happened on that day was BNL shared it, posted to Instagram story. And on that Instagram story. It was just story, Facebook. No, I saw an Instagram. It wasn't? Yeah. Okay. The story goes to both. Um, that's where I watch it over and over. Uh, okay. It was their Instagram story. And they teased a clip of a new song. Yeah, they did. And it, it sounds like the song is going to be called Flip based off of the lyrics and the, the word flip. The hashtag. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you? Do you have it here quick to play? Super short snippet. Very short snippet. But the first tease of new BNL music since fake news. So three and a half years ago or close yeah. to. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Five second clip, four second clip. It makes me excited. It's about in line of what I guess I would expect based on the last couple albums. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. I think it's yeah. an interesting time to drop it. Like, I guess maybe it just relates. Like, well, so they that's had the, the song question, and it right? kind of related to. They, they dropped it on an inauguration day, which was January 5th, maybe, or 3rd. No, 21st. What the? Oh, my calendar is way off. I think it was January yeah. 20th or 21st. So the question is today's the. 30th yeah are they going to release it soon or was it just that they were doing it because it timed well or you know like yeah. where, where, where are we in that process it's a right good but i was i was surprised that it was only like one or two places 
Sure. I, I searched their hashtag on Twitter, didn't find it. <laughs> it wasn't, I think, as they referred to it, hashtag trending. So I well, like, it's it, funny it was just with, a specific, very specific short. Like I, I remember being on Instagram because what happened was I was flipping through stories as as millennials do, and yeah. I saw it come up, but my audio was off. So I saw that I'm like, oh, they're happy for the inauguration. Hashtag flip because they're flipping the house. Yeah. Uh, and and then you texted me about it, and I was like, wait, what? And then I went back into the audio. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's some music. Yeah. 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 Fun. But all that to be like, they, they didn't put it, they didn't put it out a bunch and it was like, no, just no, a story. It so it was gone. So it wasn't yeah. like a big tease or right. an announcement. But so it makes you wonder if it was just, you know, just to kind of hold you over. Cause you know, yeah. I remember we were talking or just we because it fit thematically with something big flipping. Right. It, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Maybe that and means so, it won't come out for a while. I remember the last album the, well, this, the, their newest one was rumored to come out in May, 2020 right before they launched their tour for last summer on earth. Right. So I'm wondering if that's the plan just for 2021, if they're still planning to launch it in May, if they're going to get it out a little earlier, but, um, but yeah, I liked it too. It, it definitely feels like gritting streak or bringing it home mm-hmm. with the, um, with the kind of uh, core, the, the repeated chorus, like the flip, and then everyone kind of shouts it. Yeah. Um, so somebody on the discord, I think we're, we, we were talking about, someone said something like, it sounds like the standard, pop-esque song that they have on every album yeah since the the breakup which i'm like yeah that's true and 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 that's okay because i think some of those are really great but then it does make you wonder what's the rest of the album around it look like because we talked about this on fake nudes bringing it home and and looking Looking up up. feel like outsiders so the the point being you know if flip yeah is it going to be more like winning streak where they're all like that yeah exactly dudes where they they lead with the poppy stuff and then the rest of everything else is really exactly so so that was fun it was fun to hear like you said it's just fun to hear something new yeah from the band you're just like damn it's coming it's new yeah i i love that with every new band or new music from a band where it's just like the ones that i love the most like like the band we'll talk about next with bnl and stuff it's kind of like you just there's just this moment of like excitement that you've got new stuff from them like exactly not even the not even if the songs are good or bad you're just like this is new bare naked ladies and it's just it's always just exciting so so i'm really excited about that that'll be fun and you know even if we move on to a new band or or it happens during steve stuff if the new when the new album drops we will absolutely do oh for sure that. don't worry guys it's gonna yeah. be okay we will be here for you we're not leaving we're just moving <laughs> We're not, we're not, we're, well, we're not even moving. We're just buying a new house (laughs) in the city. We're we're not moving, but we're, oh, okay. We're buying a second home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to jump into the, do you want to, let's do, let's, let's talk about why. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, yeah. Why? And I'll let you take that. Cause frankly, you did loads of work on this. And then I looked at a spreadsheet with you and just typed curse words into the side <laughs> while you were trying to pick well, what we to do. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we mentioned on the last episode, this came from a list that was like 80-some strong. And yeah. we condensed it down to 15. And we we talked, and we don't want to make this like a two, two-and-a-half-hour episode for you guys. So we condensed it down. how long the podcast is now that we've said that. Yeah, I <laughs> mean. It's two hours. Right. Well, that was the goal. We don't, we don't know right. if we're going to hit it, but we'll see if we hit it, then it's definitely good. We cut it more stuff out either way. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but so we did, what we decided to do is condense it down, cover the tracks like we normally do for the stuff that we know well, or we think is really, really important. Yeah. 
or compared to the rest of the stuff. Um, and then we'll, I'll mention a bunch of the other stuff that is not on there. Mm-hmm. Um, every cover bar one, we did not cover, but there's right. a ton of them that are covers of other stuff. Um, yeah. Other musicians, sure. whatever. And, and you know, some of the, some of the way we pick some of these, you know, if you're a diehard BNL fans, which frankly, if you're listening to this, you are because yep. very few casual fans listening. I, I can totally understand you disagreeing with the songs we chose to cover and the ones we chose to left off, cho- right. chose to leave off. But the reason we could pick the ones we did is because those are the ones that we just know best. Like, right. Just to use one example, as we get down the line, one little slip is one that we'll cover. And we just both had that song when we were listening to BNL growing up. So we mm-hmm. have stuff to say on that. Now right. there's plenty of B sides and stuff um, that are arguably bigger underground hits or things that people care about more, which I respect to no ends. But if we had never listened to it until this week, we're we just felt like it was going to be more interesting to give you our yeah. comments on stuff we are more familiar with. Exactly. Exactly. That yeah. was, that, that, that's the, and then of course there are going to be, there are a handful that were like, you can't like big bang theory. Obviously you can't yeah. not talk about that. Right. With regards to this band. So, right. And uh, yeah, a lot of that probably leads into if you're upset on the stuff that we emitted, it's probably mm-hmm. due to like what we talked about when we got into the band. So, right. we are not exactly. as familiar with the early EP stuff, which yeah. was we just found this year because we had no idea how to get it. Right. Up right. until we found the BNL archive. There's no FYEs around us. A, exactly. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> right but, you but know, fye exactly. is not carrying the uh the the <laughs> the yellow tape cassette anymore <laughs> you know it is it is funny though because um not not you know i only got 20 minutes in before talking about mountain goats this time it's funny with both the it's early mountain goats and early <laughs> um and this is probably the same with every band where like those early things are so hard to find by bands you know like you know, yeah. Mountain Goats were a big cassette band too, just like BNL were in the early days, um, almost exclusively cassettes. And it's an interesting conundrum because the labels, they were super small labels they were released on. They don't exist anymore. So I, it's, they haven't re, they've reissued a couple of them, but not a lot because they can't contact the label because the label doesn't exist. So like you will find cassettes and vinyls on eBay going for $250, Crazy $400. Yeah. yeah. And the same with, with, with the early BNL tapes. If you have an original run yellow tape, you are sitting on a gold mine. Yeah. So, so yeah. So a lot of it was yeah. stuff that and it's we even knew. hard now, but some of those old people, older bands where you're like, how, how on earth am I supposed to find and then convert a cassette to like, I had uh, one of my good quality. It's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> one of my, well, he's technically a former coworker. Now he's a British guy. And um, he's he's in his mid 50s, early mid 50s, which I, it's important to the story to share that part. Like, I'm not just putting his age out there, um, but he he was telling me a story. So he lives in the U.S. now. He's lived here for about 10 or 15 years, I believe. Grew up in the U.K. And when he when they had started the transition of moving here to the U.S., he had come over and his wife had stayed back as they were figuring out if they're going to be permanent, move and stuff like that. And he was telling me the story about how he came home from uh, like for a tree you know for a break from the u.s and while they were his wife was like downsizing getting rid of stuff to move over here mm-hmm. she had sold literally his entire record collection which had first pressings of oh, bowie albums no. beatles albums stones like all of these things that and you know it was like she sold 50 of them for like 50 pounds like literally like 
she went to a store like a like a, a goodwill t- sort of thing and just gave him you know traded them or whatever and i'm just like first of all like emotionally that's like jeanette would never do that she she would never sell my records without talking like she would never do that it would never be a thing yeah so from a personal thing let alone just the value of those records and and just like it wasn't my records my music but just hearing that just crushed me because that would be just just horrifying i can see that i I just feel i felt horrible about that yeah that makes me feel awful just (laughs) (laughs) just imagining I've got some records that are rare. I got, I, did, I don't know if we put it in the pod last time, but we found out we have an original pressing of the white album by the Beatles. We did not. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. It's too long of a story to share, but sweet. basically we were playing our, our copy of the white album and I'm like, this looks really cool. Like the inserts and stuff. And then we started looking at it and we did some research and we're like, Oh, this is an original pressing of the white album. <laughs> we should, we should hold on to this. Um, and, and yeah, so some CDs, some, some cassettes that I have and stuff like that, that is, uh, you know, it's it, it's it has a lot of like sentimental value outside of financial value so i also have some pretty rare ones i have that like uh sounds of north american birds do you actually have that on vinyl <laughs> no, Dude, I, mean, you, I, I could I, have i did not so i got a lot of my vinyl from my grandmother uh-huh and thank you so much if she ever <laughs> listens to this it was incredible yeah but she had that is such a cool a gift huge collection and i weeded like I took everything that I would ever have a chance. I felt like I'd ever have a chance of enjoying. Right. And so I left a lot of like, there was, I don't know, a million Christmas albums that Mm -hmm. were all over the map. So I took like a couple Sinatra ones and left the rest. Um, And she had a lot of that, a lot of stuff like the North American birds and South America, like two records Uh, that were. Dude, unironically, we would play that in this house. Like if you like, I'm a little bit now thinking about it. Honestly, she might. I don't know if she got rid of them. So remind me next time I go see her. Yeah. And now that you're saying this, like if she was going to get rid of them, I'm a little bit peeved that you didn't say my grandma's getting rid of all this vinyl. Do you want to take a look at it? I don't know if it was when you were in Germany or when I was in LA or anything like that, but I think like brother to brother, that's, that's a pretty shitty thing to not tell me about. It's too late to fix it. It's too late to fix it. It's maybe not too late to fix it. What I will say in my defense is I figured we are pretty similar musically. That's so fair. Yeah. If there That's... was anything I was not taking. Yeah. <laughs> that you probably would not also have wanted it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I shouldn't be selfish. <laughs> I, I have a good collection. I have a very good collection. I one time did, did flip a record store day um, purchase, like, because we were in Cape Cod for yeah, they're vacation. They're selling PS5s too. <laughs> no, we we were we were in Cape Cod for vacation, which sounds really bougie, but like we've only ever gone on two vacations together, like outside of Michigan. We went to, by the way, shout out to Cape Cod, far and away the best vacation we have ever taken together. It is our city's bougie. Yes, or is it just a thousand percent cities can be bougie? Cities yes. can be, but yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, I just I feel guess, like we're like, oh, we went to Cape Cod on vacation. Like, it just sounds like, all right, shut up. You know, I feel like it's, oh, we, we yacht yearly on in Cape Cod. That would that, that would sound worse. Yeah. No, no. We drove 14 hours to Cape Cod mm-hmm. and we we stayed in our townhouse that we used bought with a certificate through our work. And we yeah, yeah no. So um, but anyway, so we were we were kind of at like this big mall complex and they had a Newberry Comics store, which uh, is Sweet. also they also have a lot of vinyl there. Yeah. And I, they, sure, I got my it CBB was like, one. oh yeah, 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 exactly. They, that's where they had that kind of stuff. And it was pretty dead. And I was looking through and they had a Jason Isbell, um, uh, record store day 
vinyl for like 25 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. And I love Jason Isbell now, but back then I'm like, oh, I, I like him. I'll listen to it. And it was six songs and it was like a live EP from the studio. Like not like a live at a show, but like, you know, they recorded some covers and stuff live. So I listened to it a couple of times. I'm like, this is great. And then I put it away. And then I looked online like a month later and I bought it for 20 bucks and it was going for like $90. And I was like, I mean, I feel like I'm not going to listen to this enough. I could quadruple. And yeah. I ended up selling it for like 60, which is still, you know, triple what I paid for, but also way less than anybody else was selling it for. So I was making a profit, but not, not trying to gouge people. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. That's the but, type yeah. of stuff where it's like, oh, this is fun to listen to. But if it's not, you're like, if it's not yeah. a hugely important well, band and, to you, and it wasn't like when I bought the vinyl repeat. Exactly. And I did not buy it specifically to flip it. I right. bought it. And right. then just ended up flipping it, but that's but that's neither here nor there. Let's so let's get to the tracks. Now. Or is, what do we have anything else to cover before we get to the tracks? No, uh, so not really. Okay. <laughs> and we're not going to do we we we're not going to do a favorite and least favorite for these because it's such yes. an eclectic mix. It's we're we just want to talk about them. Good call. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, the first track we will cover in a second after we mention. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mention stuff that we're not covering too. Okay. That, um, so. There's a set of early EPs, Buck Naked, Pink mm-hmm. Tape, and The Yellow mm-hmm. Tape, around late eight, 88 to 90, I think, mm-hmm. um, that have a whole slew of covers and a couple originals. Um, not not too, a couple uh, Gordon songs that are like early versions. Um, a lot of stuff that got weeded out and never released anywhere else, but uh, there's some you know, interesting stuff there. You know, what's disappointing to think is that a lot of times what happens with those early cassettes or CDs now is the band themselves pay for them, right? Like they go and get a hundred made or 200 made or whatever. And that's part of what makes them so rare is that like, it was a limited run. It was like handmade. I did that with my EP that I plugged last time. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think I, I went made it through online and I, you know, it's, it looks really cool. I, I, I love the way it looks, but I like, I, I pressed. So, you know, it was a, the whole recording process and printing of the CDs was like a financial cost. Right. And, and Jeanette was amazing about like, Oh, being okay with spending money on this stuff. But I remember like, I was the difference between a hundred and 200 CDs was like 50 bucks. And I was like, if I, and I'm going to like, I'm going to sell them at shows for 10. Right. So like if I sell five more, I'll have made my money back on it. So yeah. like, I'm going to buy two and she's like, okay, okay. She was fine with it. I think I've sold. And now again, taking into account that I played two shows and then the pandemic hit and then I had kids like I think I've sold about 25 CDs so yes I have recouped my costs like you know it was a moneymaker but there is a box of CDs up in my attic so you have 175 left yeah something close to that and it's like it's just disappointing to know that that's never going to be my story where people are like, Oh man, I wish I could get a copy. I'm like, I've got a copy. You can have a copy because it's just going to sit in the closet. So kudos to them for being able to sell all of their <laughs> first run of their CDs. But if you want a first run in King Ink CD, I know a guy who can get one for you. <laughs> and what was funny was like a lot of the people buying them were like you and like my mom and like, it's still nice when people buy the CD because you know you're you are supporting me. But like, there were a handful at a show that like I played a show and people bought it based off the show, and I'm like, that's cool. But yeah. it's it's embarrassing when even though you're running the shop, when like online yeah, it's you get an order cool when you're for five CDs, and it's like yeah, yeah. Strangers is a different 
a different thing because it's people thinking like i objectively like this right you know um but but anyway so so yeah so we're not gonna cover i'm just i was just thinking about like my yellow tape is upstairs and there's a, over a hundred of them left <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah talk more about what, what we're not going to cover no uh or is so that it okay yeah that's about it there's some good stuff there if you want to check it out great um so the first song we're gonna play snippets of and really discuss is the ballad of gordon so many beings of so many colors i'd like one day for you to say that i can call you brother i'd like to learn about your pizza and your weather and we could learn about how beings live together this is where my this is where as a bnl podcast host i should know more it's interesting that that was left off the album but the album was still called gordon yeah, so I don't. I'm assuming this was after. So it's the same year. It's 1992. Oh, this okay. Was well, then a, there you go. A PSA. Yes, on, that much Fox I knew. Kids on racial harmony and diversity. Have you, have you watched the video too? I've watched the video. The so fine. Ed plays yeah. the character Gordon, who's an alien, and he's I don't know talking promoting harmony. Um, so he has like a line like "You didn't even know me, but you treated me like dirt," kind of implying yeah. just because of what he looks like. Right. Um, talks i don't know has a lot of similar it's like a, yeah it's a lines PSA. it's good stuff yeah yeah it's it sounds very um uh sort of like yoko be my yoko ono to me yeah like that sort of upbeat sort of it's not yep. bad it i mean you have to take it for what it is right it's like it's a psa right. for a kid's for a kid's channel right and I going love back that. to so what you originally said mm-hmm. i find it interesting i think it's the same year i assumed it was after gordon that makes way more sense and, and yeah. but it's I find it interesting that they had they had released Gordon and had enough success that Fox, like yeah, that reached out to on. them. You're right in the same year. Like, well, it's also they, a thing of it's like, not like they just started; like they no, were a little known before. But it's also had, a thing with those channels of like trying to right find like they were affordable then. We never right. talked about this, by the way. So um, this is this is related. Uh, one of the things I got into after the twins were born. Because uh, there was a lot of TV watching and a whole late at night, you know, was the West Wing, yep. and I've I had wanted to watch the West Wing for years because I love Aaron Sorkin and um, the the Newsroom is one of my favorite shows of all time, like top five shows. Um, but Newsroom or sorry, West Wing was just such right. a heady thing to get into because it was forty minute episodes, twenty three minute seasons, seven. I was just like, it's just I want to you know committed. So I got into it, love it. It's just as amazing as as I thought it was going to be. Um, and then some, but there's an episode in season three where at Jed Bartlett, the the president's like, it's like a get out the vote rally. Bare naked ladies are playing in the show at the rally, kind of like a I th- what show did it used to do? That? There was like a CW show. They used to, like it was like Dawson's Creek or something like that. Used to do that too, where like bands would be playing in there. But it was so weird. Yeah, see- but you know we're in a another, a couple a couple of shows like yeah. that. I it saw. was so weird to see all of them on because West Wing is like not that kind of show most of the time, and it fit right. like it, it made sense in context. But like anyway, it was just weird to see Allison <laughs> Janney on stage with bare naked ladies. Like that was my whole yeah. point. It was, it, it, and also I had no clue it was coming. So like I'm just sitting there, and then all of a sudden like you hear here it's Ben, and I'm like what the f- who's why are they here? Like yeah, you go to a, it's like when you go to the store and you see a family member. Or you're like driving and you're like, what are you doing there? It was just, it was. Yeah, no, anytime there's a reference like that, even if it's like not specifically them, just one of their songs plays, you're always like, hey. oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and so yeah, it, it might have been a thing of maybe they were affordable or they were known right. pretty locally or something like that. I don't know. Big uh, enough to 
be a good catch and small enough that they could still pay him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's fine. It's cute. Um, good right. message and everything. Still sounds like Gordon as an album. Um, but you, I think you have to, you know, it's it's a PSA. Right. So anyway. Uh, yeah. So I think that, that about covers it. So the next one yeah. we have is Trust Me. So what do you, is it, uh, um, yeah, off the shoebox EP in 96. I like it so around and again, yeah, musically. It definitely, you know what, what, what I'll say is listening to a lot of these B side songs that are on here. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely feel like B sides to me yeah. to a degree. Most of them do. There are definitely some exceptions, but like this, this falls into that boat for me. Like lyrically we can, you can talk about that in a second, but like it definitely sounds like shoebox. It sounds like those, those songs that were coming out around, Yep. Those two or three albums. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. And like kind of like heavy acoustic guitar driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something about it. And maybe it's knowing that it was a B side. Maybe if they had flipped it, you know, on an album or whatever, it just, it feels like a B side. It feels like the quality is a little bit less than the song, like Shoebox and everything else um, around that time. Like, I don't think, I don't, Life in a Nutshell, right? Like, it sounds like that musically as well. Right. Um, and Life in a Nutshell is just eons better than that song. So I don't dislike it. Let me say I, that. I absolutely agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way better. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel like I completely agree. It feels very much like a B-side. A um, little catchy and not overly interesting. But still has yeah. a lot of B&O elements, um, harmonies and instrumentation is what I wrote. Uh-huh. Um, there are some kind of interesting lyrics in there because it's all like, trust me, that I won't let you down, et cetera. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but that that second verse, he goes, don't understand how the roles are reversed. And now it's me that's freaked out by the chase. The Holy uh-huh. Trinity are there in your purse, a condom, obsession, and mace. <laughs> it's easier if I'm on my way. So anyway, yo, and then it goes into the chorus. Right, right. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's typical bnl putting mm-hmm. lyrics like that in an upbeat song um and we'll talk about that again soon with another one of their songs that, on this on that we're talking about but oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 good it's fine i you know i don't yeah no agreed that was just right. one of those like uh, you listen to it a bunch of times and then you like start to pay attention to the lyrics and you're like holy yeah. crap did th- i didn't pick up on that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, um well, let's let's keep it keep it grooving yeah so the next one is again one that we're not going to cover um (laughs) (laughs) it's a song back which was a single on the brian wilson ep brian wilson 2000 ep in 97 they like re-released an ep for brian wilson after a couple albums yeah where they like shortened uh shortened brian wilson for like radio radio edit yeah and then the live track ended up taking off so i i don't no 100 percent sure what else was on there but back was the b-side uh, yeah so after that we've got the pinch me single in 2000 which has mm-hmm. a couple of uh well, we'll get to that in a minute so the first song is powder blue that's <laughs> we, we did we talk about we talk about powder blue a little bit 
we yeah this is the mm-hmm. one we mentioned it but very like oh we finished the album we're like oh we should probably mention that so we yeah really yeah so we want to give it more time here yeah, yeah. So this was what I started to say and then figured it was maybe better. This is from the U.S. version of the single. Your next two songs are from the international versions, definitively Australian, and maybe some Mm -hmm. others, but I just said. At least Australian, right? Yeah. What do you think? I really like this one. Yeah. I think it's it's everything you want from a B-side. It could. feels like it could have made it it on the album. It totally could have been the album, yeah. Um, I know I completely. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just no, agreeing with you. It totally it. could have been the album. I love the pacing in this song and how much that changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I saw Steve, um, it's scary to think that it was over a year ago and late 2019. I saw him in Traverse City pre COVID, pre COVID. Yeah, um, one of the last, not the last show I went to, but one of the last shows I went to, they played this. Him and Craig played this. Mm-hmm. He and Craig played this, and it was amazing. And that was one of those songs where, again. I had known, I mean, I had known Powder Blue enough to like know the lyrics and like, you know, be excited that he was playing it, but hearing it live changed my views on that or like, you know, made me appreciate it that much more. when that happens. Yes. I haven't had an all, yeah, it's, it's such a cool feeling. Um, so yeah, I love this. I agree. Like, and no, I literally just said a lot of B-sides feel like B-sides this and, and again well, maroon's one of my favorite bnl albums so yep. like we'll find out how much yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll find out if i love all the b-sides but this absolutely could have been on the album and would have fit beautifully yep. it, it feels musically the same lyrically it's beautiful steve's vocals are on point like it it's just a very solid song um in general love it yeah agreed by the way i just want to say one of the, my favorite compliments that we received on this pod was from my mom I told you a couple of days ago that she was listening to the, uh, so two things from it. She was listening to the silver ball app and she, the, the, she said two comments. She said one, she goes, I like passcode. And I was like, Oh, that's so Hell sad. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah, like, I, like it. She goes, I think it's cute. <laughs> but the other thing she, said, she goes, she goes, I like that you guys talk about the lyrics. And I was like, mom, we like hold back when we talk about the lyrics. Like, <laughs> we can really go in on that stuff, but it would be really self-indulgent. But it was, it was nice to hear that appreciated, you know, because yeah. she's like, you know, she goes, when I listen to music, I can listen to songs over and over and over and never really even listen to the lyrics that much. But you guys seem to really like appreciate this band. And I was like, again, we hold back on how bit. much we love this band. <laughs> it was, it was really nice to hear that. So thanks mom. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I think powder blue is, is amazing. Yeah, I think everything you want from a B-side. It... Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Keep going? Uh, yeah, so the next one is Inline Bowline. Tying knots at the game We all were glad that he came We toyed with tying the news No one knew he'd give it use Inline Bowline You know, one thing we've said a lot is how we wish there was more Jim the past few albums. And when yeah. we go back and revisit the Jim that is there, songs that you may not remember are there. Like not Jim from the, I don't want more Jim from this time period. Is, well, <laughs> musically, I, I don't mind this I think song. it's a great song musically. And I want to sing along to it. 
but when you sing along to it, you're singing some dark stuff. Yeah. No, I, I guess this is more later. I was I was thinking like this and Spider in My Room. Spider in My Room is much further back. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. The song is good. dark as hell. Yeah. Like so, inline bowline is a type of knot. Yeah. And the song is about uh, a friend or someone who tried to. I mean, assumingly a friend based off of the references who killed himself by yep. by hanging. And yeah, learned how to tie that type of knot. Used and, it. Yeah. And you know, I'm all about. You know, I think we'll talk about this actually at, literally on our next app, the song "Overjoy" from Page One. Yep. A, a song about depression that's upbeat. I love that, but I feel like after listening to this song, I've decided there's a limit where I like yeah. even overjoy. I could see myself singing that song at a show and, and enjoying it. I don't want to be singing about suicide in this manner. Singing along to war on drugs feels different than singing along to inline bowline. Cause it's just, I, I it's yeah, cathartic, it's not right, quite as out. upbeat in a cheery way. The musically. So sure. it doesn't doesn't quite right. have that and then but it it's does have just, a rock edge to it it's it does yeah but the lyrics just have a much they're darker but they're also yep. like heavier at the same time right right and not right maybe it's because it's yeah not it's like as it's subtle like it's not in any way no it's not as subtle and i think it is like suicide is pretty i mean i don't want to say objectively because not much in this life is subject is objective it is objectively a darker subject than depression because yeah suicide is like the you know like it's like it's not as upbeat and the lyrics go even further and i'm all about songs about um suicide because it's a it's a it's a sensitive topic and it's an important one to talk about but there's there's also a difference of talking about suicide in a song versus like this is specifically about a friend that killed himself right the main line of the song is the method like the Mm -hmm. main subject Mm -hmm. and bulk of it is just talking about the method he used and i will and like so then the question becomes like is it insensitive in terms of is this an insensitive song i don't think so either i don't think so because it comes at it from like a oh shit like it comes at it from a way that could be well one of the lyrics is like like, hey we learned this together and then like we never thought he'd use it use yeah exactly yeah yeah did he think there was nothing else left to do or did he think there's nothing else left to try or something like that and so i don't think it's insensitive i just I don't, I don't feel good listening to it. It makes me right feel sad, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, like we, we, there was, we know people who have done this in this method and not that they were taking, again, not that they're being light about it at all, but it's like, it, 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 it hits close to home. And whenever a song does that, it is hard to listen to in general, um, let alone right. when it's, when you're upbeat about it even though it's yeah i don't know i like the song i do like it i think musically it's great i think melodically it's i do great. too it's just hard to the like want to come back to when it's like a little yes. yeah it's yeah that's a, a good point that's a good others. point you it's like one of those movies that you watch that's so heavy that you're like i loved it but i don't want to watch it again because i can't go to that place exactly yeah yeah so let's move on to i think the next song that we're going to cover is sort of the opposite of that one Sort of the opposite. <laughs> this is this is oh, uh, yeah. Good call. Born human. Cut cut cut. Born human. <laughs> human raised by wolves. Will she ever understand my world? Born human to the crazy world. Then one day 
she wandered so the other thing i'll mention with these three songs before we get into this one yes. they're all gonna be on or they all are on the maroon 20th anniversary edition yes which should be delivered to my house sometime this year yep uh, i think march maybe originally they had said like january or something and then no yeah no not. and then they're like I it'll mean, it'll be january's here about year. over so yeah <laughs> so what do you think and, and the other thing to notice too we'll say this about the final track we talk about it's also and, and and forgive me for being a bad fan again uh well no this was a bnl song because it came out with maroon but then yep. kevin re-recorded it for one of his um solo albums one of his thin buckle albums yep. nightlight a few years later i will say I prefer the the nightlight version. It gets a little bit rockier. I think this has a bit of a um, circusy feel, sort of like tonight's night. I fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, but I think it works there where it it just makes this one drag to me. Yeah, I don't part. This one was stuck in my head for a while this week. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's it it's it doesn't it come sticks together. like that. Yeah, it just doesn't quite come together for me. I yeah. think <laughs> they wrote like the band didn't think this song fit on maroon and i mean i th- i agree I, they were I right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would feel very strange on maroon yeah um and you know it's a kevin song it definitely fits the sort of song that kevin would write um and i don't mean that negatively it just is definitely it's definitely a song kevin wrote yeah. if you would have shown me these lyrics and said which member of the band wrote this i'd say kevin hearn um 10 times out of 10 um but i like it and i just well, this came on 2000 no never mind i was gonna say I, I you know i can never think that songs aren't about his daughter anymore because i can see that you know she's born human will she ever understand my world sounds like it could be again early on realizing that his daughter is not going to have the same experiences that that he has um but uh. i think this came up before she was born maybe so i don't know if it would fit yeah like- i don't know how old she is at all but i feel like that would be an odd it's odd, a way like to get one it out. or two lines yeah. to put into a very yeah but the whole but the whole different. sure but i i don't know i think the whole metaphor of it being someone born human raised by wolves she's like us but she's not going to she will not be yeah. raised like others will so i don't know i don't but but i think yeah. the timing doesn't work out i, I, don't I guess maybe in the chorus the verses are very specific to yes it's a story that's being told that's a yeah. fair point and i and that's why ultimately that and the timing i don't think that that's the right I don't think I'm right on that, but um, but you're right. The verses definitely tell a different story. Yeah. So now we get to move on to all their greatest hits. Yeah, we do. And we get there's three tracks from all their greatest hits. Now this is four. the first. Oh, there's four. I'm sorry. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. There three originals, four, one cover. Yeah. Um, these. This was the actual first BNL album I ever owned. I got it for uh, I think Christmas or my birthday one year when I was That's young. When I was like. I was probably 10 when I, when I probably 2004, 2005 when I got it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I didn't listen to him for a few years. And then I did. And I was like, oh, shoot, I have that CD. Um, I love basically every song we're about to talk about right now. Yep. But I also like when we Spoilers. talking about Get in Line, for example, I thought that was on an album. I thought it was literally one of their greatest hits because I was too young at the time to comprehend that you sometimes put extra songs on a greatest hits right. album. And so like these or genuinely not comprehend you just hadn't learned. That that's fair. That yeah, yet. that's a good point. Yeah, not comprehend. I didn't <laughs> I know that that was a thing. too young to know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know it was a thing. That's right. Yeah. And so so like all four of these songs are 
three of the four of them are great to me. And then I was like, when I really dug into the discography over the years, I was like, that's not on anything. Like it's only on this. So, yeah. Um, so I love these songs for the most part. So let's, let's, let's get into these. Yeah. So the first it's, one is it's only me. It's only me. Parenthesis, the wizard of magic. I don't think we should talk about this one too much because this is what we did with Bare Naked ABCs. I think we should plug the hell out of them and drive people to go listen to Bare Naked ABCs. Yeah, let's just do it surface level and then say yeah. that we really dove into an hour-long episode of it. I, yeah, well, that's what we're saying now. We've dove into an hour-long episode with Bare Naked ABCs. Go listen to that because yeah. they're those guys are great. Um, but the short, long and short of it is great song. Great song. Um, ton of double entendres and wordplay. Yes. It's yep. a song that they've come out and said that is about masturbating. Uh, but there's also I a mean, lot of self-love self-love is there and, and masturbation so, you know, not masturbating <laughs> but there's yeah there's a lot of it's not about the act like of currently doing that yeah. it's just about the idea <laughs> there's uh, a lot of double meanings on there are on other layers there to it and um yeah and, and one thing you know I, I do want to bring up one thing we didn't bring up on the pod with with the boys was um the line in the bridge um we talked we're trying to talk about like what angle is someone coming from with this is it someone who is jaded is it someone who doesn't care um, yeah. who I think know, it evolves through the song. I do too. And I think I've... what's what's really telling is the end of the bridge where he says, and if your heart is broken, trust in the one who will love you, never put others above you. Like the way he sings so that makes good. me think it oh, it's great. And it feels to me like he is yeah. letting in a little bit that he's been let down immensely yeah. and is trying to get over that. And it's like, you know, it's you're putting up shields because you just have been hurt. And right. so, and then it goes back to it, but it's so like subtle and quick that it's like, and then it goes back to it. So I think it's from the angle of someone who just had it happen, but I think everything else is still important outside of that. Or I, I think it's still applicable outside of having just had it happen to a degree, Yeah, but it's definitely a lifestyle, but not, not the, not the, the dirty, part of it. <laughs> the, 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 like overall emotional part of it. That's like, going to be our, self- our quote. <laughs> It's a self-preserving oh, part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's go to the, the, the next ones on this on this uh, greatest. Uh, so the next one is get in line. Everywhere I go, there's someone in a trench coat staring at me. When I'm not at home, I'm sure someone's rummaging through my trash. I love this song. It's really good. I I have a thing in general where I don't generally normally love songs where famous musicians sing about fame because even if it's applicable outside of it, like the feelings and the anxieties or whatever, um, celebrity from EDE is kind of like that where it's all, you know, it's a little more tongue in cheek, you know, Um, but there are other, there's a lot of songs out there about being famous and, um, parts of that i'm like it just kind of i don't know it's kind of a eye roll to me this is the best version of that to me because it's 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 so paranoid and it's like humorously paranoid about being famous and like all the things that come with it 
and I, 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 it's so funny. I love the vocals. I love them both singing the whole song together. Um, I, I really, really love this song. See, that's funny because I never took it as someone like who was famous and getting a lot of attention. I took it as someone who's really paranoid, like just, just from the get go. Just in like, par- oh, that's fair though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's especially like it starts out of like all like someone's trying to steal my girlfriend and then it just goes into general paranoia. That's fair. That's a, that's a really good point. I, yeah, I guess it's, I've always read it as someone who is famous and now is paranoid about their fame. Yeah. That, and I know, think that also makes sense with a lot of the stuff, but you're but. also right. Like I never, I just never even thought of it like that. It could just be someone who's paranoid about everything. Um, Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because it's sort of like everything at the beginning is oh, like everyone's trying to steal my girlfriend, and then yeah, yeah, like um, then it gets a little more abstract. Where <laughs> the second <laughs> verse is my favorite. Or like, everywhere I go, there's someone in a trench coat staring at me. Then it just gets like way more general paranoia. Like, holy, yeah. that guy's looking at me. And then I guess the more I look at the, just objectively look at it, it does feel like maybe it is a little bit less about fame and just someone who is really paranoid. I just thought it was about like. But it evolves because like, like everybody third one the man. then goes into more like I'm the only one who's sane. Everyone else is crazy. And I wish that everyone knew I hadn't sold out to the man because like once you get to the level of fame, you're going to get that criticism yeah. a lot. Um, I do just love I love the whole stanza, but I love the line. I got to go see my doctor about this inchy pentagram shaped rash. I just <laughs> it's like it's such a hard they work weird words like that in so well. And, and I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I think this song is great. I think I know I was on the King of the Hill soundtrack originally, um, yep. which is fine and uh, good stuff, whatever. Yeah, I think I was, just, it was recorded for King of the Hill, wasn't it? Or was it was just not really, on the? No, it was it was written for the show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's what I, I, I okay. Yeah, it was it, it was with King of the Hill basically is what's important at the end of the day. Yeah, um, I love the keys in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love it. The yeah, I like the really twangy guitar. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a good song. It's upbeat. It's funny. It doesn't take itself. Obviously, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, I love everybody turning cough. It just makes me laugh every time I hear it. Yeah. Um, it's no, a it's a song. really it's they're good songs that like, like you said, we came to this album not realizing that they weren't album tracks. Right. They were like new for this album. Exactly. And I think the two things are like they're good enough to feel like they could have been part yes. of the greatest hits absolutely and they're also they fit with the rest of the album pretty well too so it's just I, and, like, and like i think just for whatever reason i felt like this song was on stunter maroon for some reason growing up like because it, it just feels like a good, exactly it just feels like i think more maybe more stunt than maroon it just feels like mm-hmm. it could be on that album musically and everything so yeah i love this one i would say i'd go so far as to say uh of the originals on the greatest hits it's my favorite one yeah okay sure <laughs> silence I, I, <laughs> no <All right>. disagree <laughs> that, that's fair. all right let's do lovers then lovers in a dangerous time feel as if your love's a crime nothing worth having comes without some kind of fight gotta kick it the darkness till it bleeds daylight so this is great. This is this is fantastic. I mean, it's a great. It's a Bruce Cockburn song. Yep. I don't know why I said like that. Bruce Cockburn song, but I think it's a beautiful song. I love their harmonies. This is the sort of stuff where, like, again, I know that I always say objectively is a hard thing to say with music. 
I feel like you have to appreciate the melodies and the harmonies of this band. Yeah. The Steve's harmonies backing is just amazing. It's beautiful. All of the, yeah, it's it's a, the yeah, whole all of it together. But, yeah. but Steve's especially is just absolutely amazing. I completely agree. Yeah, I didn't realize this was a cover till a lot later. And I still I was gonna seek out the original and I forgot, didn't get to it. Um yeah. but I, and I frankly I have not either. I have not yeah. listened to the original. Um, but it, but I, this version is good enough. Exactly. (laughs) It's incredible. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Um, lyrically it's, again, it's hard to judge it lyrically and melodically because it's not their song. Right. Um, or to, to talk about it critically in this, in this forum. Um, yeah, maybe not critically, but it feels like it could have been written by them. Yeah. Like it feels like it's a good fit for a cover because. Yeah. I, one thing I've noticed is that the, the recording of the song the actual file is not super high quality because there's a point, at least in my recording, I always remember growing up where, because I, I, I have a memory of the song of listening it and listening to it in bed growing up all the time. But there's a line, I think it's the beauty of it all in the first uh, verse or something like that, where it almost Dazzled like by the beauty it, of it all. Yeah, it like peaks almost in the audio file. And I've made sure it's not my, you know, I've turned the audio all the way up and all the way down, but it, it kind of peaks a little bit. Um, and kind of scratches. So I kind of it, it just again, it's a, it's like a. I don't know if I've noticed that. Um, yeah, and it might, and maybe it was just my file. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great song. Great. It's song. a great song. And the next one is "Thanks That Was Fun." And was it that I became so soft? This sentimentality doesn't look good on me. I thought that you would be begging to be with me. I'm the one on my knees, blubbering. Let me stay. Um, I think I enjoy it. It's not my favorite. I think there's some like, I think there's some good lyrics on there of like, look, feels like looking back on a relationship. For sure. Um, I think it's funny that they put this at the end of their first the, yes, album. I agree. It I seems, agree. It sounds like there was some maybe panic when they from the fans when they did this, thinking that like, oh crap. Oh, is that the band? Up. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's good, not fantastic for me. Yes, I I agree, and I and I'll say I used to think it was fantastic. I used to absolutely adore this song. Like it was one of my favorite really? PNL songs. Yeah, I don't I don't remember why specifically. I just loved it. Maybe it was maybe you know, honestly, I think this to me was what another heartbreak was to you, in terms of like in, an actual like sort of breakup song. So it had a lot of meaning at the time. Looking back on it without that baggage. Um, it just seems it seems a lot like half a heart that sort of melancholic mid-tempo acoustic song that just yeah is fine i think lyrically there's some stuff that i like and there's some stuff that i don't like like not like yep i like okay the with, last, like, actively the last verse or like part of the last verse but mm-hmm. uh, some of the first ones not yeah not yeah crazy about it just looks like rhyme so um so yeah i think of these four like i said i i love which one do you do you I like get in line of the originals the most. Would you say? Yeah, you? that one or it's only me. Yeah, um, it's only me is great. But they're all like a pretty close. Yeah, agreed. So uh, before we get to the next one, a two thousand six ish, or not two thousand six ish, two thousand six somewhere yeah. in there, uh, they released a "As You Like It" album. Yes, which was it's the Shakespeare play or musical. I would assume. I don't know I much of anything too. about it other than. They recorded it for the Stratford uh, Shakespeare Festival. Oh, 2005. I had the wrong date. So, Nick, 
you have a spreadsheet and everything. I know. Well, the spreadsheet the right. said 2006. <laughs> <laughs> which is why i said 2006 right, right. <laughs> um so yeah i haven't listened to much of this one but it's another like they did the whole album so another mention yeah honorable mention yeah and it's cool like i've i have i have listened to some of it i will say not a yeah. lot of it and it's very cool it feels a bit with the utmost respect it feels a bit like a novelty like not something you're going to listen to and go back to all the time, but it is a cool. Yeah, thing. It feels like a sure. small, a small uh, crossover in the Venn diagram. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Fans exactly. And Naked Ladies fans. Right. Right. Yeah, um, I agree. Or if you're not into Shakespeare, much like me, then mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to mean much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So, but we're not going to talk about that. Like we said. All right, so so we're back. Uh, you guys won't notice anything, well, maybe, I, hopefully not. But uh, we so, are a week out from the last time. <laughs> the last time, and basically, we're sending the recording, talking about one little slip, and my computer just. Shuts I go down. to make a joke, and <laughs> oh, nobody responds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, I had this moment of like the screen went black. You know, yeah, like the little Apple alert came up and it went black. And it was like, I knew immediately I knew what just happened, but I was really hoping that's not what had just happened. You know, where you're just like, this is, this is not going to turn out well. It took me a long time to figure it out because I was like, oh no, it froze. It froze. It froze. And then I got, finally got the text that was like, my computer crashed. And Mm -hmm. then I was, I was sitting there thinking in the panic, like, oh my, do we have to re-record everything we just did and like have to try and come up with. Like new a, thing. I are we just like, gonna like redo the same like jokes and comments we did I, before, or like well, that's I was gonna thinking, be terrible? Like, if, if if that is what it came to, like if we had no recordings of it, yeah. I was just gonna be like, let's just fuck it, just don't worry about it. No just, episode. This we just week. <laughs> no, not that. Just like no, we'd pick up, we'd say what happened. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'd pick up where we left off, or maybe we would do instead of like the fifteen that we are doing or whatever, we would do like five. You know, mm-hmm. like we'd pick the top big ones, but. I was like, I was so disheartened at the moment that I was like, I don't have the heart to re-record this. And thankfully, since we're both using nice mics and we were both recording, mm-hmm. Nick recorded my side through the video and the audio came through real nice. Yeah. So you might not even be able to tell. And then you guys are like, what are you spending time talking about this for? Well, because it happened to us and it was emotionally distressing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard night. Now, before we get back into the song, something did happen during the week that we have to talk about. We got a review on iTunes. Yeah. From well, something that we had something what? we discovered this during the week. It happened a while ago. <laughs> oh, did it really? Oh, okay. We just discovered it. But the one I didn't realize where's the date on it? Oh yeah, the twenty third. So it wasn't too actually no, it wasn't too long before last week. No. Well a week two two weeks from two weeks ago, like yesterday it happened. So yeah. this is a review we got from the one and only Jorky thirty three forty four. The man that, not the man necessarily, the person we lamented not getting a review from that every other BNL pod had become. So here's here's the review. These guys are entertaining, have good chemistry, and offer interesting thoughts on the BNL catalog. They can also be kind of funny without forcing it. (laughs) 
one star off for tangents this might be the greatest podcast in the history of all podcasts four love, out of five stars i love the, the the discontinuity between the one star off for tangents four stars and then goes on to so it might the be greatest podcast in all the history of podcasts only gets four stars <laughs> i know that's a good point i mean that if that's gonna be if that's the top of the bar then i'm okay with four out of five stars hey, because nothing can be here. perfect yeah. I, my favorite line i for me obviously is they can also be kind of funny without forcing it so i know just so, it's like a even, back thought like oh, sometimes it kind of works <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's not even like they can be funny without forcing it. it's they can be kind of funny without forcing it right so if we force it we can be really funny <laughs> or if we force or it, it, we goes force it it's really bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also i'm glad i'm glad that he thinks we have good chemistry i think we only have what 20 years between us that we've known yeah. each other <laughs> sometimes i mean it can take a long time to build a good back and forth but i guess 20 years is the threshold that you're looking for yeah once um, you hit that 20 year yeah. mark you know you should start a podcast <laughs> everyone if you've been friends for 15 <laughs> years wait you've got five more years and then start your podcast go ahead and yeah, do it on the 20th anniversary of your By the friendship way, have... text your friend and be like hey so what podcast are we doing it's time <laughs> It's we finally got to do this. So the next song we've got is the Chicken Little, uh, or it's from the Chicken Little soundtrack, One Little Slip. One little slip. One little slip. It was a fusion of confusion and a few confounding things. I get the feeling in this town I'll never live till I live down the one mistake that seems So 2006, Chicken yep. Little soundtrack, like you said. Um, this is one of those that I feel like like we had talked about in the very beginning. Like people were like, why are you picking this one to cover? And it's just like we said, it's just like one that we had for some reason. I don't know why I we had this one downloaded, but we did. Yep. And so Yeah, know, they've been uh, they've done a couple movies. Um they've had they were in, uh score, a hockey musical, uh the wrong guy, laser team, which if you want to hear Bare Naked Ladies and Dubstep, go listen to that one. Um, but yeah, we were just more familiar with this one. Yeah. And I do like it. I, I think it's a good song. It it feels very, um, uh, what am I thinking? Um, like me and men. Like it still yeah. has, you know, it still has that kind of. That, yeah, which, um, I mean, time-wise makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right um, I like the rock view. I like the chorus. Um it, you know, one thing that I've noticed in Silverball that we kind of pointed out um, is this concept that Ed has a tendency sometimes, or maybe more later, or maybe we've just noticed it later, to like take a metaphor and then just write a whole song with that metaphor, like with Silverball, yeah. with Piece of Cake. This is sort of the same thing, you know, at least the first verse is all about food, like recipes and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting to notice that now and see it popping up other places where he just kind of, He's like, I'm going to write a song, you know, roll some dice. Soccer. All right, here we go. A shot <laughs> and a miss. The go. Or, but, hey, um, pass the ball. <laughs> you guys, you got to shut up about that. <laughs> anyway, I'm never going to so, drop that line. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you think? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. I think it's, it's energetic and fun. Um, I don't know. I was laughing at the mm -hmm. album cover. It felt like it really dated it because it was like, 
the Chicken Little soundtrack, and it was like yeah. it includes artists or includes songs from BNL, REM, uh, someone mm. else, the Cheetah Girls, and it was like oh, so Jewel. This is right where we're at. Uh, <laughs> the mid two thousand. That all fits. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Stir it up is on there. One little slip. Shake your tail feather. Yep. Five for fighting. REM. Oh, yeah. Five for fighting. I would. I'd love to do an REM out. podcast, but there's already there's already a definitive one out there, so I don't know why I would even try. Right. Um, and then there's just the Scott, the, the score. So yeah, no, I like it. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. Keep going. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the big bang. Oh theory. boy. Oh boy. Yeah, again, this is the the biggest, uh, I think, definitively the biggest theme song that they've done. Yes. Um, so that's why we're covering that one. But they, they've also have done a lot of other theme songs as well, or not a lot, but a couple. They were the Royal Canadian Air Farce, which was a Canadian sketch comedy show. They did the theme song for that. <laughs> Um, they've done the theme song for the Toronto FC, uh, football club or soccer it's club. very bad. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, but this one's really good. It's like definitely way more popular because of the TV show, but I think it is a and, and it's good so enough song because... to stand on its own legs as well. Well, they seem to think so because they play it at every show that is and true. I don't mind. I, I'm not complaining about that. Um, I, it is so crazy to think that their biggest hit since one week or pinch me definitively is this song and it's also weird that you know you just named two or three other shows that they did the theme song for or two or three other things that the theme song for and they did you know they they i don't know the back story Never I, they got asked. I not looked into it well my, my point is like there's no way to have known that big bang theory would have become like was it like the longest running or like the most popular sitcom of all time like it's yeah. it holds some sort of record like that um like the most i'm gonna see if i can find it but um you know you, you're like you want to do a theme song oh yeah that sounds fun we wrote a song it's a great theme song it's recognizable it's you know either short version mm-hmm. um is great that they play in the intro of the song and so like it's yeah you just you don't think that you you have no way of knowing that that all of a sudden you're going to become one of the best or not one of the best one of the biggest sitcoms yeah. of all time and right. you just hit yeah, gold you no like you just strike gold because you got to write yeah. it before it, yeah yeah oh I, yeah oh, exactly yeah. um i think this gets it gets a little frustrating sometimes i think uh-huh. it's i think it's a very good song and it stands on its own it's definitely overplayed because of its popularity and so mm-hmm. that makes me listen to it less probably but it's mm-hmm. frustrating because when you're talking whenever you're talking about I'm sure you've had this too whenever you talk mm-hmm. about being out with someone else and they're like oh, who are they and you're like oh well, one week or it's a million dollars and they're like yeah mm. and then you're like big the, bang the theory big bang theory and they're like oh that's them <laughs> <laughs> well because yeah. it's so recognizable yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and you know it's it's one of those things where I'm glad that they got that recognition and mm-hmm. it is still a fun song. Like I think it's very oh, classic sure. BNL. Great, great quick lyrics, great melodies. Mm-hmm. I love um Kev's keys that he does that little key solo toward the end. Yeah. Um, but but I know what you mean. Where it's kind of like okay, I mean like I don't know why this one just came to mind, but you think of like this is where it ends, and you think of like 
that's not a song they will ever ever be known for but it's beautiful and then they're famous for like these ones which again it's a great song but like it does that whole thing of the funny songs are the ones that are on top that people know right and very very rarely do people dive past that in one week and pinch me right and, and yeah go you're gonna have to get a, an actual fan in order to get any a real fan not not a plastic fan <laughs> not like man city fans from the past okay. 10 years well, a real fan he's up there no one else is gonna know what plastic fans are unless they also like soccer <laughs> i think it's pretty self-explanatory i think people can put two and two together yeah I... <laughs> regardless we'll though ba- bandwagon fans that's more of a that's more of a music there term too bandwagon fans um but yeah i don't know it's i i really enjoy the song i love that they had such huge success so late in their career not so yeah. late but you know um i feel like they probably again this is a lot of assumptions i feel like they probably got to a point of like hey you know what like we're good we're making our albums we're liking what we're doing you know we've got our fan base and this is just kind of going to be how it is from now on and then they do this and then just you know yeah. like it's it just becomes it becomes huge so i this i will say this is one of those songs where like i do wish that every time i hear it live i get excited because i do enjoy it but i do sort of think like they could have played another song here like it would have been Absolutely. cool to hear a deeper cut when they play this song yeah but I whatever i dig it um let's move on yeah let's move uh, so on. the next one is well you know what, actually last point it's yep. 2021 right like it's weird to think that big bang came out 14 years ago that, that I know, show I th- and that song came out 14 years ago that's all i just it's one of those mind-blowing things to me yeah it's it's one of those i think it the show really didn't blow up till a couple seasons in mm-hmm. and so i feel mm-hmm. like i'm always forgetting that steve's a part of that one yeah and that is a, one interesting thing to bring up from the drama side um and i remember talking to um i think tracy i was talking to about this or someone brought it up maybe it was you but that it was found out that Steven had sued Ed over the song, um, alleging, quote, that he was promised 20% of the proceeds, but that Robertson had kept that money for himself. Um, I oh. don't know the resolution to that. I don't, I don't know whatever happened to that, but I do remember at the time kind of hearing that and then talking about it fairly recently. Um, but that's that's really... Yeah, that's news to it, me. That's, that's all the information on it right now. Um, so it's it's one of those things that one of two things happened either steve's being dramatic and trying to make something up which is sad or ed did something shitty and that's also sad so like there's no easy way it doesn't feel like there's many other options right right yeah unless it's a it's a long it's a long haul bit that they're both in on that they're gonna like go surprise (laughs) at the end that's a crazy bit let's do something that makes one of us look like a real jackass and then (laughs) tell nobody so it just forever (laughs) seems like that (laughs) and every day they're just like laughing themselves like this is the best (laughs) bit we've ever done no one has a clue i can't believe it they hate you (laughs) (laughs) all right let's actually move Uh, on now sorry yeah (laughs) all right so the next one is i don't get it anymore i don't get it to be afraid I doubted each decision that I'm um well so i first should probably say this is so now we're into the stop us if you've heard this before albums 
Um, mm-hmm. 2012. Second best of that they did. Yeah, they did two best ofs right around. I think they were meant to be released simultaneously, and then um, this one came out slightly after for whatever reason. But it's the other one is hits from yesterday and the day before, and then this one was more rarities and B sides, I guess. So there's yeah, that's true. That's fair. Okay. Um, there's five previously unreleased songs on this. We're gonna cover two of them. Um, mm-hmm. The others that we are not gonna talk about are "Shake Your Rump," which is a Beastie Boys cover that they did at some point, "Teenage Wasteland," and "Long While." Um, but yeah, I don't. This was this one. I don't get it anymore. Was recorded for the disc one sessions, um, mm-hmm. and which checks out. It sounds it yeah. sounds kind of like things that was fun. I can see that. I don't. I don't have much else though. I I like it. It's enjoyable. It's really slow. I really like yeah, those slides, I, but that's almost a standout for me. Yeah, I don't care for effects. it all too much. It 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 feels like a throwaway. It feels like there are better versions of this by them out there already. Um, and mm-hmm. I I agree with what you said about like the tempo where it just feels really slow and kind of slogs through. Um, yeah. It's not it's not my favorite thing they've ever done. Um, but yeah, it's whatever. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. it's I not my favorite thing it. they've ever done either. No, I know. I know. <laughs> no, no. I'm not saying right. that's what you're trying to say. But yeah, so let's just move on to the next one. Is yes, right, yes, right. yes. So why don't you go ahead this, this time? Is, yeah, this was everything to everyone. It was a B-side for um, uh, Celebrity in the UK. Yep. Uh, I like it. I, it sounds like the songs on that album, that time, that you know, that kind of upside Absolutely. down, sort of you know, second best sort of feel, vibe. Um, I don't think it's any worse than any song on that album. Uh, I don't think it's, I think it could be better than a couple. Um, I like it though. I like the keys again. I know I just said that about the other one, but I love Kev's keys. Um, that little synth sound in there. I mm-hmm. really enjoy that. So yeah, I like the song. I'm, this was one that I was glad to, cause I had heard it milling around, you know, yeah. years before. I'm glad that it got some sort of proper release so you can have an, a legitimate like version of it. So I, I enjoy it. You? Yeah, completely agree. I think, uh, you know, I love EDE. So it sounds yeah. a lot Anything like from it. that. And yeah. I love it. I think there's some, I always really like the a fact is a fact is a fact. A fact mm-hmm. is a fact to misunderstand. Uh-huh. Like he keeps going da, 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 and then yeah. at the end, like, oh, well, it's a fact, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> that lyric always gets me. But yeah, I I don't know. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Keep it, keep it, keep it shuffling. Keep it along. rolling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now we're going to. A couple more. Uh, we'll do the song first. So the next one is ISS is someone singing. Somebody singing. Is where I'm from and also where I'm going to. So sing your song. I'm listening. Out with stars I'm listening. I can hear your voices bouncing off. So uh, <laughs> I can take the lead. <laughs> so this is the first Earth space duet recorded with Chris Hatfield while Chris was orbiting in the international space station. Um, so that's 
kind of the main cool. reason we're talking about it. It's a pretty cool thing that they did. Um, yeah. It's also not their only song about... They did another space song called... Or an Earth song called Our Blue Dot for some Canadian science thing, I think. But... <laughs> Um, I, I feel like the people associated with it would be really sad that we just boiled it down to some Canadian science thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm I with you. I told. Like, I also I don't, don't know, know enough about it. Like, I just think like, it was something all the work relating that to one of those. <laughs> I was just trying to scatter shot it and hopefully someone, hit something. But... Someone out there is just like, oh damn it! That's, that's <laughs> so, what people think of us. <laughs> no, I I listened um, to it once and liked it, but yeah, it's not. That's not what we're yeah, talking no, about. Yeah, no, I've heard. So. I know. <laughs> and same here. I, I like this. I think it's cool. Um, I can't help but feel like it's a bit of a novelty song in the yeah. sense of like it was, you know, I kind of always think about like, do does a band ever do anything with that song after? You right. know, like, and the answer is, with this is no. Like, they did it. They released it. It was really cool. And like, that's about it. And I like that. It's cool. It's a good song, but it doesn't really... I, this is I, I this sounds really really cold but like it doesn't really matter in the scheme of things i guess you know like it doesn't make a difference or a dent in their career no one's gonna look back yeah. on their career and be like well they did that space station thing and that canadian yeah, science they're never thing, gonna be so known I mean, for this uh right but yeah but I it's think cool. you really hit it on the nail or hit the nail on the head there because yeah this is not a song that i'm ever gonna pick out right of the catalog right. there are elements yeah. that are cool and it's a really cool project but that's a, yes about all yeah. I got. So then let's move on to the to the last song we're going to specifically cover before we get into the yeah. list. And uh, we mentioned it before fake news the other day. Um, but in 2017, the band teamed up with the Persuasions, uh, an acapella group, and they released. I think isn't it just called Bare Naked Ladies with the Persuasions? Uh, it's ladies and ladies gentlemen. and gentlemen. Bare Naked Ladies and the Persuasions. Sorry. Yep. And they basically, I mean, they did a bunch of songs. I read they did it in like a small handful of days. They just yeah. just teamed up and recorded, re-recorded a bunch of their songs together. Um, most of them, or not most of them, all of them are just covers of their previous songs. There's no unreleased material on there. Um, the one, you know, we and because of that, we didn't give it its own episode exactly. um, because it's songs, you know, it'd be kind of new versions. And I will say. It is really cool. I when when I listened to the song we're gonna cover, I went back uh, just kind of in the background after work one day, playing with the boys and like had it playing. It's cool stuff. Like the narrow streets cover was really great. Um, yeah. You know, odds are, of course, was was fun. But even like the old apartment, like it's it is a cool um, thing to have. It's a cool album. Yeah, um, I I had never given it much of a chance, mm-hmm. um, but I when I got it, so I could make the snippet of the song we're about to mm-hmm. hear. I listened through it a couple of times and I liked it a lot more than I thought yeah. I was going to. There's yeah. Some cool, like sound of your voice. Yeah. I totally that. agree. The Kevin. Um, yeah. Doing more mm-hmm. of the lead. There, Jim takes a hefty part in the maybe Katie, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do think cool like, I, 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 I completely agree that I definitely treated it as like a, a kind of a throwaway thing when it came out. Cause it was yeah. like, you were really hoping for new music and they did this. You're like, well, that's cool. But I, I know all these songs. Um, and then listening to it like intentionally, or even like I said, in the background, it is really good. Like the, the persuasions add a lot to the songs. Obviously they're cool takes instrumentally. They're all a little bit different, not huge different, you know? And I agree hearing Kevin, Jim, um, take, take the the spots they did. was cool. So the one that we chose to talk about is don't shuffle me back, which was originally, which is a Kevin Hearn solo song. 
Um, yep. But uh, Kev convinced the boys. He just begged and pleaded and said, guys, come on. Can we please just do this one? Just this one, um, please. Just this one. Please, guys. Come on. Just the <laughs> one. On. Just one. Just, so... just 30 more minutes. Just 10 more minutes, please. <laughs> <laughs> one more song, please, guys, please. <laughs> um, and so uh, we're going we're gonna to listen to Don't Shuffle Me Back. I heard you got a rat tat 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 too on your back. Someone told me about that. I wanna get us back on the track. Don't treat me like that. Don't tease me like that. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think there's a lot of the stuff we pre uh gave pretext with that I was gonna say, but Mm-hmm. there's some the persuasions have some hella baritones and yes they do man it's insane it's sweet yeah um, yeah but yeah i really like it i think i think i might like this more than the original version you said it was mm-hmm. kevin solo yeah um on his cloud maintenance album but yeah yeah i like it yeah that's good stuff i I, I agree. I, I do think I like this version a little bit better. I feel like there's not as much of a difference musically between these versions as there is with like um, the Born Human uh, BNL version versus the Kevin version. Because like that one, there's some pretty big stylistic choices. This one kind of feels more like, I don't want to say mm-hmm. a straight cover, but kind of like the same way the other ones do on this album. I I love this song. I, I think like I always talk about Kevin being hit or miss in terms of his like lyrics and his style. Um, I, I, uh, this is amazing to me. Like, this is one of my favorite Kevin songs. Really? Um, I just, yeah, I just love it. I think it, that's cool. I love the melody. I love the don't shuffle me. like that. That just don't shuffle me back. Like it gets stuck in my head all the time. Um, and it's kind of in that weird, well, now I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm <hitting> the mic. <laughs> um, it's kind of in that in between of like, you know, a lot of his melodies and lyrics are simple enough and not, I don't mean that negatively simple enough where they could come across as like children's songs you know um but like i sing that line a lot the when i'm feeling blue i pick up a shoe pretend it's a phone and then i'm talking to you and like i just like it's just easy to kind of sing around the house and stuff so yeah i, I do find I, I there's a lot of quirky funny lines in here that i find myself yeah. singing like at yeah. the what is it at the dalai rama with the dalai, with the dalai lama, lama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i think of of not i know we're not doing um favorites and least favorite, but i think of all the ones that we've covered um, this might be my favorite on this list. Um, wow. I think get, get get in line, obviously, and Powder Blue are are just like knockouts. But like, this is this is one of those songs, and we're gonna get to our list in a second, where it's just kind of like something about it just hits so good. Yeah, and I love it. So is this the closest I, that Kevin will ever get to putting a Pokemon reference in? Because <laughs> yes. it's not at all what he's even, getting at. But the rat right. tat tat tattoo always makes me think of rat tat. Rat tat tattoo. <laughs> you can get, get a rat tat tattoo. Rat tat tattoo on your back. <laughs> and we'll both have Pokemon tattoos. Somebody told That'd me be about awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone told me you have a rat tat tattoo. What the heck? So, Could you imagine if you went right. up to someone and was like, "Someone told me that you got a rat tat tat tattoo on your back." <laughs> You know, we just we actually just we watched the, the the King's speech last night, so I could see it. Like, hey, you've got a rat tattoo, right? Yeah, man, I do. What the hell are you talking about? You just just start saying to strangers on the street that you walk by. I heard you have a rat tattoo. Oh my god, that's the creepiest possible tattoo. Yeah. 
we were we were so okay before we get to the lists. We were, we were um filling out uh we have a pediatrician appointment this week and they're four months, so they have like these kind of like questionnaires they want you to fill out mm-hmm. to see where they are behaviorally and motor skills and stuff. So you finish the um you, you finish the the questionnaires and they have like you know, like if you know here's a PDF for you to to for activities you can do with your baby. And I will say that at four months, it is one of the hardest things. We're just like, what do we do? Like we've done the six things they know how to do. So we're reading through this guide and you know, it's, there's a lot of, it's all good stuff. It's all practical stuff. You know, give them this, try playing with this, you know, do this. But one one of the things said while you're playing with them, whisper in their ear, you're a wonderful baby. And like we just thought it was the funniest, creepiest thing. So last thing we just kept going, you're a wonderful baby. <laughs> like, like they're gonna understand what that means. And now it said you're gonna go. I heard you got a rat tattoo on your back. <laughs> and then they're gonna start crying, and then I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> All right. So so just a, just a, a sampling of the smattering of songs B and L have out there, outside of their studio albums. So let's get to the best ofs. Um, our favorites. And I think that was a big distinction that I was texting you about earlier yes, in the week where like definitely there was one that ended up being left off and I was like it's an object, you know, not objectively there's a, it's, it is a better song that everyone, but like the one that I put on it instead just plays for me better and I feel weird about it but you were like, well that's the point of the list like they're favorites. So that's you know, you can do that. So I felt comforted by your, by your um, support there. Alright, so like we said we're doing the albums, then we're going to go our top 10 overall, mm-hmm. then our top 10 pre-breakup, and our top 10 post-breakup. And that's been the plan the whole time, so yep. we're, uh, we're totally prepared. Not, not going to conflict with anything we said anything. previously, right. because right. it so, very, well, very well might. <laughs> <laughs> so so how do you, so do you want to go, like, you do your top albums, I do my albums, you do your, like, back and forth, do you think? It's like, got to be I back and forth, forth, otherwise yeah. one of us yeah, is going to go be back weird. to okay, back, okay. and it'll be so, so. Do you want to go first? So how do you do? You, um, I'll go first, and right. and that that yeah, I mean that probably doesn't surprise you, but I'll go first because Fine. I don't care. All right, so I'm gonna do albums first. We said right, yeah. So and then we go worst to best, obviously. Yes, I'm going to. I'm. Go, I have listed their albums in or my opinion too, from worst. Yeah, least favorite to yeah. most favorite. So coming in at the last spot and. I didn't put, I don't know if you did this. I think we talked about this. I did not put snack time on here. I did not put snack time on here. Okay, cool. Good. good. I have so 12. I, I would say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, 12 albums. All right. In last place, I put Maybe You Should Drive. I think there are some amazing standout tracks on there, but I think as we've talked about, it suffers a little bit um, from overproduction, and I just don't feel like there's many memorable tracks um, besides like two or three which sure. I guess are memorable tracks. <laughs> I think the lows for that really drag it down, I guess. In um, 11th, I put Bare Naked Ladies Are Men because I think I, did, I realized, uh, as we discussed, that it just feels like a compilation to me. It just feels like there's some great songs on there, but it mm-hmm. just feels like here's everything else from that session. You're not going to like this. In 10th oh, place, no. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Everything, ten, everyone? No, 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 no. In 10th, oh, I put okay. All in Good Time. Oh, All in good time I am comes also not going to like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and and that was that one surprised me because there you know when I made these lists a lot that I ended up deciding surprised me and that was one of them. Um where yeah, we're again I very it, different. 
<laughs> I, I do like All in Good Time. And this is the thing to keep in mind too, right? I like all of these albums. Yeah. It's not like I, I, it's not even like maybe you should drive. I dislike it. I just think out of all of their work, it's my least favorite. Yeah. So, something's got to come in last. Something's got, exactly. Something's got to come in last. So All in Good Time comes at number 10 for me. Um, I love it. I think it's a great statement album, but mm. the fact that they don't play anything from it shows that there's or very little from it, you know, maybe four seconds shows that there's not much longevity there mm. personally. Uh, ninth, I put, disagree with that uh, reasoning because they don't play <laughs> anything from a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's <laughs> very fair. Um, in ninth, I put fake nudes. Um, in eighth, I put bare naked ladies are me. Um, and I switched the, I w- those two. I went back and forth on which one I thought was better. And mm-hmm. I think ultimately um, they both have the same structure to me where there's some great stuff on there and it's not perfect throughout, but I think the standouts on BNL or me stand out more than the standouts on fake nudes for me. Um, so 12, 11, 10, nine, eight, seven. I put born on a pirate ship, which feels high to me. To, if I'm being honest, it feels pretty high. Um, six grinning streak. Okay. Five silver ball. I I really do think you know Ooh. looking back on it through everything, it's, it's it switched for you. Yeah, I it did it did. I I <clears throat> I think going back on it, I realized that I think I like silver ball more because of the vibe of the music. Even though it's less cohesive, I think the standouts stand out more, and I just like this. I like the the sound of the songs on that just a bit more. Um, but I think those are both really, really solid entries in their discography. Like, I think they will, you know, when all of a sudden dud be overlooked because the next four albums, and especially my top three are so great, mm-hmm. but I really think green string silver ball amazing. So number four, I put everything to everyone, which I will again say to me, do that. Hey. It also like feels to high to me, high. but I love it. Um, number three, Gordon, number two, stunt and number one, there's no beating maroon. Like it's just it for me, Maroon will be their best body of work forever. I, I cannot it is it is I mean, as close to, to a perfect album. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I'm really excited now. Like that's I want to hear yours because it's gonna be so much different. <laughs> it is very different. So I don't we didn't give much pre con or context, whatever pretext. I keep saying the wrong thing there. <laughs> we didn't okay. Um but I I'm interested to see for me, this was a lot easier than I thought. I took a stab at the it. albums part. Yeah, I sure like I just put sequentially the albums and then put them into an order of this is like my first guess. And then I went through yeah. and kind of I looked at all the track lists and I listened mm-hmm. to as much as I could. I mean, in a week, I didn't have enough time to listen sure, to every sure. single <laughs> yeah. album again. Yeah. And I, I only moved a couple of things like one or two places around. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I don't know if it was way. similar for you. No, I mean, I I. You know, Jeanette and I are a lot different in this sense that with any sort of quizzes or rankings or anything like this, like when the quarantine started last year, yep. you started cranking out these like, like, uh, March Madness like, style brackets, March Madness. Yeah. Brackets for, for bands and songs. Yeah. And you had this formula and like, I, for things like that, I mean, it's silly, but like Buzzfeed quizzes work, th- any sort of personality quiz, I'm always gut instinct. Like I very rarely spend time thinking about it because I know that like my gut, I trust my gut, um, and sometimes I'll go back and look at things or question mm-hmm. it if I, if I don't have an instant answer. But I was the same way where I wrote all the songs, the albums down. I put them in an initial order. And yeah. then there were a couple that I was like, ah, I don't know, I'll switch those around and stuff. So um, same with the songs. I thought the songs, top 10 songs was going to be harder than it was. But like I made a giant list 
And then what I would normally do is start taking ones off that I knew weren't going to make it, you mm-hmm. know? But then I, what I, what I did the flip this time was like, okay, what songs are going to be on no matter what? Like what of these 40 songs are def- like, there's no way they won't make the top 10. And all of a sudden I found I had eight of the 10 already when I did that. So then okay. I just kind of did reverse what I normally did. So I, I'd say all of them um, were the hardest one for me was the, was the um, post breakup list actually. Really? Because okay. I thought there were, I think there are a lot that are right around the same um, level of quality. So it was hard to decide between those what to put on yeah. and what to take off. I had the probably easiest time with overall top 10 just yeah. because of the nature of how I, I did the pre and post first. And that, oh, sure. So then once and then I you could just combine them. In, yeah. I was like, well, it has yeah. to be 10 of these 20. Right. And then I That's found fair. it a lot easier. But that initial really knocking smart. stuff out in the pre and post was yeah, excruciating. Yeah. Um, um, so but yeah, so <laughs> we'll do my albums first. So last, like coming it. in last and 12th, I have Born on a Pirate Ship. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's yeah. a couple standout songs from there, but like you, your reasoning for maybe you should drive. I There's yeah. a couple things that I really like, and to get the, album the rest seems to just be not super standouty for me yeah that's fair um, I, have, I see one two three four five six seven, i mean when i think eight. about it off the top of my head i think of break your heart and the old apartment, old apartment. but then it's also got shoebox it's got shoebox um, too. same yeah, thing same thing really surprised me and then yeah but this is where it ends as a beautiful one but anyway yeah all right 12 yeah i mean there's like we said something's got to come in last yes exactly um so following that i have fake nudes Okay. Um, and then Silver Ball. In really? Position. So I. That's interesting. Yeah. I I like both of those albums, and I both yeah. of them doing this, I found that I liked it a lot more than I thought I did. Sure. But. Yeah. Yeah. Still, someone's got to. Yeah. Someone's got to. <laughs> so uh, after that, I have Maybe You Should Drive. Um, agree. Okay. It's a couple of songs that are great, and then mm-hmm. um, some in terms of. In terms of the BNL's body of work, some filler. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Then I have Grinning Streak coming in at eight. Okay. Um, okay. Which surprised me because I thought it was going to be. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, it was all gut instinct, so I don't know what. Yeah. What to really say on why. Well, and that's but, the fun um, thing is that you have to trust your gut on that, though. Yeah. Like you just like that's what it is. That's where it came. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these ones surprised me a little bit. Me, I have me and then men right on. So those two, I could not separate and put something in between them. I feel like they were interesting. I had, I had the same thing where I thought me was going to be better. And I thought that I looked back better on me than I did men. But Mm -hmm. I also, when I was looking at the track lists and looking at the best of that we made, like best of blam. I had more from yeah, them yeah. than me, and sure, so I sure. put that one on top. Um, so the fifth spot, then, I have Gordon. I get it. Wow. Which is surprisingly low, but right. what you going to yeah, do about it? Yeah, but again, it? I mean, <laughs> I will say, I mean, Gordon, the, the problem with Gordon for me is that it has so many, I don't know, it has a handful of like, like tracks you will never be able to get rid of. That yeah. in a like amazing amazing songs but i do think some of the songs on there are kind of lower like besides those yeah. ones 
I think so. Like, I don't think it's a perfect album. So I think there are low points on Gordon, but like the ones that are the standouts are such definitive songs that it feels like it should be higher. But I do think fifth is a respectable place for for Gordon. Like, I, I, I don't think that that's, you're, I don't think no, you're doing I don't, I don't think fifth is slogging anything. Right, but, right. Uh, so number four, I have All in Good Time way up there. I yeah, think that album yeah. is fantastic. I think, yeah. I think out of all of their stuff, it feels like it's maybe the most unique stylistically. I agree. Uh, within their catalog, yeah, totally. I love it for that. I, yeah. It just works so well for me. Um, then I have the same order as you do, but... Uh, Stunt and then Maroon. Yep. Fantastic then, albums. Nothing you can take away from them. But my yep. top spot still goes to everything to e to everyone. E. Yep. 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 Yeah. I I knew. I mean, I knew that was going to happen for sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's good, it's, though. I love, yeah, it's it's such, just, it is so good. It's great. It is what it is, man. It is um, what it is. So, yeah, so, pretty, pretty close. Our top fives were similar. T- yeah. I, I mean, in terms of what's in there. Ball. Yeah, four of our top fives were exactly were the same, just in different orders, and then we each right. had one, which was post. interestingly like all. Yeah, we each had one post, and they were both pretty flipped. And the like, Silverball for me was number five, but for you it was all in good time, like number eleven or twelve. And then all in good time for you was fourth, which for me oh, was yeah. like eleventh. So like they were or tenth. Sorry. So the post that we both had was pretty low yeah, in the other one's true. list. So all right, let's do this. Then you ready? So top our overall songs. top ten songs, best B and L, and I I left my um I left fourteen in there you know because I do 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 yeah that's I mean <laughs> just just with the mouth and that I think <laughs> if I did it with my fingers on the table it would spring yeah, exactly. the hell yeah. out of the mic and sound horrible. So I I did do like I said I left the bottom four like eleven twelve thirteen and fourteen on there mm-hmm. because I because I was thinking about playing with them so even this morning there were two that I almost swapped. Um, but I can't. I'm not even going to talk about this four because, a, they all show up on the next list, or some of them do. But b, like, then it's not top ten. Then it's fourteen, right? right. So I'm going to leave this four out. So coming in at number ten for me, and I'll also say this. Last caveat: we could do these lists again six months from now, or even a month from now, and be entirely different. different. So like, this is right now when I made these lists well, this past couple entirely. of weeks. Where I no, not entirely. A little different. Um, but some of these could open. So number ten. <clears throat> I have Canada Dry. I just it it is shocking to me how good that song is. Um, I know com- compared to and I don't mean this negatively like the rest of their career, the past couple albums, but it's so like it could be on Gordon, it's so good. It could be on Stunt, it's so good in terms of quality, not style. But Canada Dry is amazing. Um, number nine, I've got Serendipity, which. To, is wow. the, the the craziest standout one and I was even looking again trying to think before like about an hour ago think about swapping out with something else but I was just like nah man like that's that's the one that I was telling that you just doesn't feel awesome. like it is as good as those but it means so much to me and then I was just listening to it again seeing if I should take it out and I was just like no I can't I love that song it is for me it is Kev's best B&L song and I, I just love it Hey, um, hard to argue with that, um, and I love seeing Kev make it make it into your top ten too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I love Kev, just not everything. Um, <laughs> number eight, I put in alcohol, just because it is a it's a certified banger. Like there's just there's no getting around it. It is so good live. It's so much fun. There's nothing like um, seeing Tyler running around stage. Yeah, I know. Alcohol, <laughs> and I just love how. 
aggressively the song opens. You know, like there's no there's no delay. It's just bow, bow, and so I I really love alcohol the song. Um, seven. We're gonna walk. I'm gonna walk. Gonna walk is right there, man. And honestly, it feels pretty low for me. It feels like it should be higher than that. Um, I know that it is like you know. I know that I just said you can't say objectively, but I know that objectively, it's not one of their best songs. But I think it's catchy as all get out. It is so much fun. I love again. I love singing it live. Um, I love the simplicity of the. I just I love it. I think it's amazing. Um, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. So it comes in at number no, seven. That's for awesome. Me. I remind <laughs> me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about that after you're done with your list. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, six, I put Blame It On Me. Um, I love that they still play this live. I think, you know, it feels like a deeper cut compared to a lot of other stuff that they play live. And I yeah. love that they still bring it out pretty frequently, pretty consistently. Um, number five, The Old Apartment. Um, it's one of a couple songs in this top five that is one of their hits. But like, I feel like it's a hit for a reason. I This has always been one of my favorite Bare Naked Ladies songs that always will be. Um, I love the guitar tones. I love mm-hmm. the switching in tones throughout the song. I love the end where Steve really just kind of lets loose vocally. Um, I love the old apartment. Um, four, Fantastic. Jane. Uh, even though I don't love Maybe You Should Drive, I think Jane, I used to say Jane was my favorite Bare Naked Ladies song, like period. Really? Um, well, besides my number one, so I guess second favorite, but like I yeah. obviously moved down a bit. But I love it. I think it's beautiful. I love the chorus. I love the the walking down of Jane and you know the in the chorus itself. Um, I got a lot of you know again uh, nostalgia wrapped up in the song. Um, I love the. It's just it's great. I, I really really enjoy it. And I think even though I maybe you should drive isn't to me a, a perfect album. This is like a perfect song. Um, number three. This surprised me too little too late i did not i would if you would have told made me like gun to my head say top pick your top 10 songs this probably wouldn't have even popped into my head but i i i do think these top three or four three of these top four are perfect songs and i think this is a perfect pop rock song i think it's got a a a hooky chorus i think the lyrics are funny but not or witty i guess they're not like haha laugh out loud but they're witty they're smart um it's a tight three three and a half minutes i just I really think it's the perfect pop rock song. Um, I love the clapping in it. I love the guitar. I mean, I, you can't really call it a riff, just like the hook, the do, 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 do. Like, I, I can't. You could have called it a riff, I, and I would not have said it. <laughs> I, I will never get enough of this song. I will, if you could, yeah. if you ever put the song on, I will love it. Number two. It's hard to uh, argue with that. <laughs> um, number two, testing one, two, three. Um, again, nostalgia. I just I have so much wrapped up in this song that I know that again it's not one of their best songs, um, but it means a lot to me. I think it is. It's got some great lyricism from from Ed. It's um, I just really really love it. I think it's one of those songs that like my number one. I I used to always feel like this song describes me. Like if, <laughs> if you could describe me in a song, you know, like that sort of a thing. Um, but I I I really love this song. I love the. I just, yeah, everything about it. I love the melodies of both the verses and the choruses. I like the lyrics. Um, live, again, when they play this, it's always fun. So, yeah, I love this. And number one is Pinch Me. Yep. I just, I, it is almost the definition of a perfect song to me. 
It is funny. It is melancholic. It is beautiful. It is sad. It is. Uh, I just love it. I can, I can never get enough of it. I, uh, yeah, Pinch Me will always be my favorite BNL song. And the same reason. I, I always do think if, if anyone ever says, if anyone ever says, like anyone asked me this on the uh, willy nilly, what song describes you? If you could boil it down <laughs> to one song, I would always pick Pinch Me. Like no matter what. I, I just, I, I adore this song to no end. That's awesome. That's a great list. There's a lot. When you got to, when you said Jane, I was like, ooh, well, there's there's a couple that I think are definitely going to be excluded here based on what I'm guessing would be to come yeah. next. Coming and up, right. All of the things I had in my head, my bar pinch me, were excluded. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, there I were, love it. There were some that, were, of course, that were left off. Um, yeah. That I mean, made the, the, you know, 11, 12, 13, and 14 were all super close. But right. Um, like, you know, it's like stunt had a poor showing on my best of, and yeah. I, it's my second favorite BNL album, but you know, um, no. So what okay, I was so, going to walk, yes. Um, uh, I, I had the conscious thing when I was making these lists, I was thinking about our top songs that we've said, like in each episode where we're like all yes. our favorite songs. Right. I right. had some albums where multiple songs made it in my top 10 over mm-hmm. what I the said in that episode. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, and so I know what you mean. I think part of that, at, the, at least at the beginning, was like a, oh, well, I'm not going to choose a million dollars. It's my favorite song. I'm going to pick something sure. that's more like not, sure, not little... the smash hit. I'm going right, to pick more right. of a deep cut that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, and had a harder time excluding the smash hit from the top 10 because there's a reason it's the smash hit. Same, Yeah, totally. But totally, Gonna yeah. Walk was my... I was thinking about mine and then from yours, that was my, my biggest, the first thing that came to my head was like, I wonder if that's going to make it in the top 10 or if that's going to be the case where he's for you or for me, for you. Cause you said going to walk is your favorite in the episode. And that yeah. was the first thing that came yeah. to mind. Like, oh, I wonder if that's actually going to be in his top ten, or if it's going to, or be if something else, else is going to. Yeah, yeah. It's no, man. I think above. I, I think when we did it's the great. episode, or like prepping for the for that episode for Gritting Streak, mm-hmm. I just kind of came to terms with that, like, because I think I had not not like in a che- silly way, but like I think I had tried to like hide from the fact that I loved that song so much. Like, you know, like I'd play it and I'd kind of go, no, it is kind of cheesy, but like listening to it, I just kind of realized I just love it, and the, and I'm not gonna, and I don't care who knows. But yeah. uh, but I no I love it. I think There's so, something to so anyway. be said about unabashedly loving something. Yeah, exactly. And I don't and and I you're completely right. Like that's the bottom line there. So I genuinely have no clue what your top ten is going to look like. Like I don't even know what I think I might know what your number one is. But if it's not your number one, it'll be top three. Besides yeah. that, I have no clue. So I am I am in for. I I'm, think you'll definitely be I, surprised by a couple. There's okay. Yeah, just well, do so it. we'll just, we'll just get into, get into just it. Do it. So number yeah. ten. Maybe Katie cannot Dude, exclude this. That's from literally what I just was thinking was going to be your favorite. So yeah. the fact that that's number ten, <laughs> I am—I have no idea where we're going. I love this song. Yeah. I I just cannot get enough of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It definitely it could be higher. It, I don't know. It's nostalgically it puts it in this list. Right. No, like no chance of not being in here. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and that goes into "You Run Away," mm-hmm. which yeah, yeah. knockout. I think if any song from that statement album is the biggest statement, it's this. Oh, for me. sure, it's the opener, and it works so well. Um, mm-hmm. And then straight into another on good time song, another heartbreak. 
Oh yeah, just uh, Kevin yeah. absolutely kills it, and mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I think pretty hands down my favorite Kev song. Sure. Uh, yeah. I really got that. into the acoustic version this year when I found mm-hmm. that. Every every which way he sings it, I love it. Um, he can sing it upside down. <laughs> he can sing it in a car. He can he sing can it from sing afar. It in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, seven. Ten, nine, eight, seven. So seven is I can, I will, I do. Oh, I love, okay. I just okay. love how swanky this song is and mm-hmm. how ja- I don't know jazzy. Yeah, yeah. I, no, it's I, got a vibe Steve's to vocals. It. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. You know, it has that. He hits the the high notes. Mm-hmm. I love the tone of the song. It's great. Yeah. Um, you also had this one, but uh, as my number six, Canada Dry. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why it's the lead off on that album. It's yep. fantastic. And like you said, I it totally could go, agree. It could fit on almost any of their albums. And and you wouldn't bat an eye. You'd go, yep, it makes sense. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree. Number five, Brian Wilson. It's a smash yep. hit, and but it's but it's there for a reason. reason yep, absolutely uh, there is. Yeah, I like that. I like that being there. Uh, number four, one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one of them that you didn't pick for your favorite on on the exactly. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I think I picked uh, something fantastic, and that didn't make the top ten. <laughs> but then one week came in number three. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or number four, number three. If I had a million dollars, which is the same same deal. Yep. I, <laughs> yep. What did I yep. pick? Uh, <laughs> what did you pick? Was it Bedside Manor? It was or King like of Yoko Bedside Manor. Yeah, yeah. Which? Huh. I mean, a that great song. Be number one then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and these that two. Was four like, or... That was number three. So three. Okay, a million dollars in on. one week. It's there's a. There's a reason why they're the number one and two. Yeah, I totally most yeah famous songs by them. And exactly, it's hard to explain. And I think like list. I, and I know that I said this a lot with mine, but like those two songs live, like there's such an energy about them. Yeah, that especially Million Dollars, like it just feels so communal. Right. Um, it reminds me of you know Home by Ed Sharp. Um, yeah. like seeing that song live, like I know they're totally different at vibes, but like. There's just something communal about that yeah. experience. Like everyone singing million. Yeah, when dollars everyone together. gets into the f- the best known song. Yes. And oh yeah, for sure. Everyone for sure. is singing along. Everyone's into it. Yeah. It's hard to. You know. And those two are where something... you. There's something. Go ahead. Well, I think there's something special about that one in particular because, like you know, I think about. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Killers. I love the Killers. I've seen them a couple of times, and their biggest song, arguably, is like Mr. Brightside, or when when you were young, and when they play those live, they're it's amazing, right? They're both amazing, but like, I think there's something different about songs like um, Million Dollars, where like the sing along is yeah. built into it, and there's nostalgia. I mean, there's nostalgia built in all these songs. There's something different, like because I agree with what you're saying. There's a, almost every band you get to their biggest song, and something special happens. But I love with songs like this. I just I know I've said the, the audience word almost now. feels more involved, which is yes, yes, exactly. Yes. You feel a part of what's happening. Everyone's into um, always the best song, but when you're yes. when you're involved like that, it's yeah, it's definitely Perfect. special. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, sorry. Yeah, and no, these two. I think it's it's the thing of best versus favorite. So sure, sure. You have a hard time removing, but 
they're in there. So they can be no, yeah. <laughs> we'll just move on to number two, Break Your Heart. Mm. I think yeah, this man. one gets me every time. Yep, yep. And you get to oh. that part where his voice breaks, and yep. I just, it hits every single mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And amazing. Yes. Full stop. I completely agree. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then our my number one is the same boom, as boom, yours. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, sorry, I think my drum just, roll. Just Based going right over roll. the top of the drum roll. <laughs> yeah, pinch me. Pinch me. Undeniable, think, man. Yeah, we, we talked about it in the episode, but I, I can't help but always think back to the time where like, it was playing while I was sitting on the dock. And yep. Yeah, by the water, and it just it feels perfect for that moment. And exactly. It is. Amazing. And it is perfect for that. Yeah. No, I agree, man. There's just something special about that song. Um, it's something, you know, I remember reading when we did the pod about how Ed kind of wrote it about um, dealing with fame and raising kids and, you know, like kind of just like a lot happening and feeling really weird and despondent around that time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how it can be about, you know, how it's about that for him. And this is a lot of music. Again, this isn't unique to, to Ed necessarily, but right. that song can speak to so many people so specifically and personally and still have lines like i can hide out under there i just made you say underwear you know um (laughs) exactly run through with my gym shorts on stuff you know just like really kind of but i love that i love those really funny on the surface lyrics with just like a a heavy heavy tone behind and how it's just so personal you know um yeah i it's just it's a yeah i'm glad that we both have that at number one um yeah, I don't know why I didn't even think. Not that I didn't think that wouldn't be your top your on your top ten, but I guess I just never thought that that would be your number. It didn't occur to me that that could be, for whatever reason. Yeah, but I, I think, think I was also trying to clear my mind to be surprised. You know, like we like but, like you mentioned a little bit. I did a bunch of those breakout or uh, bracket things. Sure. In lockdown, and sure. that hit number one. And ever yeah. since then, I've kind of just like let it let it like let it admit it to myself that that is yeah. That is the yeah. definitive number one for me. But yeah. so the moving on to the best pre Steve or sorry, pre breakup and post breakup or post yep. Steve leaving. Um, I'm going to breeze through mine because eight of my top 10 were pre breakup or yeah. pre, so you the, know, pre Steve leaving the 10 and the number nine are going to be the most interesting, but then exactly. We'll... So number 10 uh, is Brian Wilson. I had a really big struggle leaving that off, but I just had to like, you know, not again, not to be cheesy. Like I had to be true yep. and just say like, this other song's beat myself, it, you know. Baby. Yeah, yeah, I gotta be true myself. So ten, Brian Wilson. Nine was Upside Down. Um, I love Upside Down. I think it's so unique. Wow. Um, I love I the lyrics. No, I, I think it's amazing. I, I truly, great. truly love that song. And that was the one that even this morning I was internally going, do I like that more than Serendipity or do I like Serendipity more than that? And it was like right on the line. So. Um, 10 Brian Wilson, 9 Upside Down, and then I'll just, the rest were the, from the top 10. So um, 8 Serendipity, 7 Alcohol, 6 Blame It On Me, and then Old Apartment, then Jane, and then top 3 were Too Little, Too Late, Testing 1, 2, 3, and Pinch Me. So Brian Wilson and Upside Down were the two that were not on the top 10 of all time for me. I love it. Love those songs. Love so are we just going to I mean, do Brian like... Wilson is so fucking amazing. That song is so it's good. So good. It's it just like I was playing it the other day because it's yep. it's one of like, you know, maybe a dozen songs that I can just play because there's like nine BNL songs that are all capo on the three third fret and then GDC. Like you can play Old Apartment, Million Dollars, Brian Wilson, all like that. 
um but i was playing it for the just because the the boys like guitar so i just will play it you know and i'm just like this is such a good freaking song um ah, it's a powerhouse man it's just but anyway um your top 10 yeah so i'll do the same thing um i've got three new additions the rest are already so i'll breeze through those but number 10 for you Mm. so good Yeah. This this yeah, one man. I came down and I was real close to swapping it with. I was I started with 35 songs in this list <laughs> uh-huh. and then got it down to 16 and that getting out 6 and then to yeah. 3. Those last 3 were uh, killer, but yep. this one got the top yep. spot and I Yep. I'm more yep. than happy with it because yep, it's for just sure. a fantastic song. Completely agree. Um coming in at number 9 too little too late yeah completely agree it is the perfect pop rocker it's just a a hard three minutes it's got such a good energy to it yeah and yeah exactly such a great Mm -hmm. energy uh number eight blame it on me yep yep incredible a lot of mix between our favorites there's a lot there's a lot up there it's just where they fall in there's a lot of crossover uh yeah yeah yeah, I love I, it. And this is so. This is what surprised me because I have I have Gordon is like my fifth favorite album, and I mm-hmm. in the moment had King of Bedside Manor as my favorite. Mm-hmm. But then I have three songs from Gordon on this list, and none of them are King of Bedside Manor. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, that's, I thought that yeah. was funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then moving on seven, like I said, maybe Katie six. Mm-hmm. I can, I will, I do. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Five, Brian Wilson. Four, your one weeks, your if I had a million dollars, then break your heart. Number two and number one, pinch me with a bullet. Um, so so is it fair to say to you that? Well, let me looking at your top ten of all of all of them. Mm-hmm. It was I can I will I do that definitely took me by surprise the most. Like that was the most unexpected one on your list. Okay, and I get it. Like I respect it, but I was like, if you would have told me guess next top ten, I would never have guessed that. Yeah. Would would is it fair to assume that serendipity would be the same? Ex- definitely. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Serendipity so or gonna walk? Songs? Those are the oh, two yeah, that come I would have. Blame on, it on me would have been the like I. If I had to guess anything to make it into the top ten, that's not a smash hit. That's for sure what I would have guessed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing maybe Katie would have been that for you. Yeah, I thought that was going to be your your top three, if not number one. I just know that you have such a love for that song. So, um, all right, let's do top ten post uh, breakup. Yeah, so, so this, this is going to be a lot more. Um, all in good time you've got through now. Eight new yeah. ones, and I will have seven new ones. Yes. So yeah, let's get to yeah. it. So number number ten, I've got every subway car love that song um it's a tough one because i think like i said there's so many songs like i really feel that even looking at my list four four through ten i could throw all of those out and find six other ones post steve that i think are almost just as good you know like it's a it's a so so number 10 i put every subway car I, i do love that song i love the choruses i think i do have a lot wrapped up in that like relationally you know like i got a lot of memories with that song but i love it um, nine, I did put Township of Township, Township of King, <laughs> Township of King. Um, I, I, it really grew on me even since we recorded Fake News. I think it's just so pleasant, and it's. I think that's maybe the best word to describe it is that it's just pleasant. It's really. I nice. love that. I it did not make it into mine. Spoiler, mm-hmm. but sure. This was so close. Like this was tied with number ten, and it was. I, yeah. 
I didn't put it in there just because of the recency bias and because that's it was fair. tied. That's fair. Because I was like yeah. having such a hard time differentiating. But between the two, you figured you would... so much since we done that episode. It's really good. Um, ten nine eight uh, piece of cake. Great. Love it musically. I love the guitars in that, and I love the intro like we always talk about. Um, seven bringing it home. Uh, I know it's one of their later poppier songs, but I just I'm a sucker for sing along choruses, and I really love that sing along chorus. Um, we made Rome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ten nine eight seven six uh, six uh, toe to toe. Be- and 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 I'll and I'll pair this with number five for me is ordinary. Um, I've talked about this a lot where I think each each of their albums, uh, especially post-Steve, have like hidden gems that all have that same sort of tone. Mm-hmm. I think you could maybe put For You in there. Yep. But, you know, Fake Nudes has Sunshine, and there's Ordinary, there's Toe to Toe. Um, Grinning Streak has a lot like that, but I think, you know, maybe you could say Smile. Um, I just love yeah. those sort of slower, acoustic, almost sort of country-ish or western-y kind yeah. of, just Got a little, little bit, a little bit of, of songs. Twang. A little bit of twang, yeah. Just a little couple of twang, um, and, and I really love those. And it was hard to differentiate toe to toe and ordinary. I think those could very easily be flip flopped. But I think mm-hmm. I put ordinary up on number five because I've n- liked that song longer, which sounds stupid. But I think toe to toe was one that I rediscovered when we did the pod, right? And I was just like, it was one of those. Well, yeah, when like, it's this tied is... like that, it's hard to not. Yeah give the time yeah well just like you were just saying with with yeah yeah exactly so i love ordinary i think i really think ordinary is maybe one of their most underrated songs or unappreciated songs i think it's it's brilliant um so four i put here before um which again i just think is such a good i love that those opening drums yeah yeah the one two punch on the album is amazing but i just think the opening of this and i love the um uh, I feel like and maybe the aggressiveness that Ed sings the lyrics with, especially those last kind of choruses. Like he's sure. trying, like, I feel like I've maybe accused them overall of maybe a little bit phoning it in from time to time since the breakup. You know, like I think some of their, I've said some of their songs feel maybe a little, corpo. not commercial, corpo, just a little corpo. And I feel like you can tell in the vocal performance here that he's got something to say with it. I, like you can with a lot of All in Good Time. Yeah. Um, number three, Odds are, I think it's just, it's such a good song. Like, objectively, I think it fits with the rest of their hits. I think it's a great song live. I know it's like the go to. Yeah. I think it's maybe their most famous song post breakup. There's a reason that it's, it's the most famous. Yeah. It's catchy. It's, it's, it's got, you know, fun lyrics. You know, not like the most beautiful, but like they're clever lyrics. I love the, I, this, the concept of the, of the song as a whole. Um, I love whenever I hear that opening guitar uh, 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 strumming. Yeah. Just that like, you know, and I'm just like, I'm in for a treat here. Yeah. Um, and I just think the overall message, I love that optimism. I, I, I was telling Jeanette recently that I want to be an optimist. Like I want to be Ted Lasso. <laughs> that just like this. I dream like, of being an optimist. <laughs> I, I dream of being like that, but I'm just so yeah. grumpy. Uh, and I get so annoyed by little things. But this song is one of those things where like it always puts me in a good mood when I when I hear those that song. So I and then number two, songs. yeah, oh yes, and and gonna walk the same way. So number two, Canada Dry. Number one, gonna walk. Gonna yeah. walk's the same thing. Like I just can't be in a bad mood when I listen to that song. So, so yeah, there we go. Great. Let's wrap it up. Let's bring I it home. It. Uh, all right. Well, that one doesn't make it in. Spoilers. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So number ten, you've got the passcode to my heart. What's your number nine? No, <laughs> no I'm just, just kidding. Going. It is not number no. 10. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I just really wanted to set you I would, off. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't, but but also like, yeah, okay, that's good. To no, hear. So, right. so so the real number ten is limits. Yeah. That opening energy. Limits was one that was hard to leave off. Yeah. It's yeah, and this is the one that I almost replaced with Township. That's the only shout out of it's top ten list. So yeah, that's but, fair. That's fair. That opening energy, especially when they start the concerts with it too, love it. And yeah. Yeah, great song. And, the, and I know that I've said this probably too many times on this episode alone, but those the Kevin's piano at the end yeah. is so freaking good. I love that. He knows yeah. how to have a key solo. He know, and he know, he, he, if you put a piano in front of him, he knows what to do with it. Yeah, he's just gonna say, "Leave it with me, boys." I've he's got gonna this. do the crack the knuckles and be like, "All right, boys, <laughs> here we go." Dude, <laughs> Check this one you out got for the size. <laughs> Roll this one from the top. There you All go. Right, go ahead. Right, Which is going. amazing because I saw it. It's number nine. <laughs> Wait, I saw it is? Hold on. I just I just flipped something, didn't I? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That, that's, little bit. A, that's um, on the lookout. I got excited with the All in Good Time gym. But uh, <laughs> uh, I saw it as number nine. Okay. I saw it as number nine. That's um, shocking to me. I never would have yeah. considered that. It's beautiful though. Uh, that was the biggest surprise for me. I yeah. I love that song. I all of Jim's songs were in that like the first round. Sure. And that one took the cake. It's yeah, it's great. That's fair. Fair enough, man. Um no, <laughs> Yeah, I just was like, oh good time, Jim. <laughs> uh but we'll see if we can cut that. Uh number eight is Say What You Want. Yeah, I think that was again that like it's this is such a good song. It's it's so great and it's yeah there's so many that could be in place of it but you get down yeah. to that like I don't know six extra songs and you're like well yes. I mean something's it's something's got to give and all of them right. seem like they're tied but right you just right you gotta pick it you make the gut call exactly. uh, but yeah there's this feels like maybe one of the statementy pieces but it's it's great I love it yep, um, yep. into the seven which is interesting. Bringing it home was yours. Looking up is mine. That same energy, yeah. same album. Yep. yep. So good. Um, yeah. Poppy as hell, but I love it. Digging it. I agree. It's great. Uh, moving into number six. Odds are again, like just like you said, it's there's a reason. It's the most played, the most popular yep. post breakup. It's it's great. Yep. yep. Um. So keep up with the same album. Did I say that out loud? Coming in at number five. That one was the one that surprised me that it didn't make my top 10. Yeah. I just, I would have assumed that would have made it even top five. I love that song. Yeah. And like I said, in the episode, there's, I have a lot of history with this song, but it's yep. still tied up in an ex of mine and it still comes in at number five because yeah. it is just a fantastic song. It's so good. Yep. Yep. Um, number four, Piece of Cake. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yep. yep. Cannot get over that intro. It it's just a great song. And then, I agree. Uh, number three, you run away. Another heartbreak yep. and Canada Dry from my overall. There you go. Can it, so Canada Dry number one. Yeah, yep. man, I dig it. I, I I think you're right. I think I I know I've been using these words all the time. I think objectively, Canada Dry is their best song post breakup. But I think I like gonna walk a bit more. But I think <laughs> I I do agree that best. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, no. I'm exactly. That's what it comes down to. But I do think. If someone said, what's their best song since they broke up? Like, what should I listen to? Yeah. I would say Canada Dry for sure. So 
Okay, so we got to really wrap it up because yeah, we, we have a long ass episode. Minutes. And we're, yeah. <laughs> we promised to keep it short and that did and not. So. so, all right. So let's kind of, let's breeze through some things. So um, we're going to talk about, so let's do something fantastic real quick. Um, I'm going to make mine quick. Taskmaster. It right. is a British uh, game panel uh, quiz show, maybe you could say, not quiz show, um, mm-hmm. uh, challenge show. I've loved British panel shows for maybe five or six years now. I've been watching um, 8 out of 10 cats and, and countdown, uh, big fat quiz of the year. And then Taskmaster was one that I got turned on to. I, I feel like it kind of had a big cult following once the once the um, pandemic hit because they were uploading YouTube episodes on YouTube. Exactly. So I got it and I am just obsessed with Taskmaster. I think it's so clever. Um, I love almost every person they've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, every time that I start a new series and this just, I just started a new series last week. Uh, the last one that I haven't watched all of yet. I'm like, I'm not going to like it as much because I love the last people so much. And then with, at, by the second episode, I'm totally in with all these people. So I just think it's so original. And it's, you know, they're, the next one that's going to that come is out a is a great like, word for it. Evan. Yeah, it's original. It's unique. It's refreshing. Um, uh, if you haven't already, just check it out. Just go to YouTube and type in Taskmaster. They'll have some single tasks. And, you know, because it's basically there's tasks, but they're, they're either abstract. really abstract tasks or... You know, there's a lot of caveats to the task themselves, like do this, but only with this or that, you know, like it's one of those things where you kind of have to see it to, to get it. And it's just, I, I do, you know, what's funny is that Jeanette doesn't really love the whole Greg Alex relationship. Like that's kind of like, really, that's one of my favorite yeah. parts. Me too. I love that. <laughs> but, but again, you have to buy into it, right? Like do yeah. you drink the Kool-Aid or not? So Taskmaster for me, it is, it's one of the most original and refreshing things I've, I've seen in years. And Ted Lasso. Great. Um, So I am going to go for Churches, the band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Great band. With a V instead of a U. Um, I I got into them a couple years ago. I think by now people probably know with like my uh, Future Islands-y type something fantastic. That that fits the vibe, yeah. That I've been really digging the like synth-heavy, bass-heavy. Yeah. And this, I think, is the band that started that all for me, or like really, sure. really got me into that type of music. That checks out. That checks and, out. And yeah, I saw them live, and they were great. Lauren was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, really turned me on to the songs that she doesn't sing as well that I didn't appreciate. Yeah, I don't know. Got, sure. Got a lot more songs that you see live and you appreciate more, but they're amazing. Check them out. They've got some I agree. great stuff. Yeah, I, I know that I say this a lot with the bands that you choose. Um, I love everything I've ever heard about them or mm-hmm. from them. I've just never dove deep into them, but I, I really, yeah, really like Yeah, the first time I heard them was, I think, Caleb when we were up at your uh, grandpa's cottage. Oh, really? There was like years later where I was like, man, I, I really like that song. What was it? And I could never find it. And then I finally was like, that's sure. what it was. And then dove deep and loved them. Got into it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, man. Well, let's do this. So like we said earlier, the next three things we're going to do are Steve's solo albums post-breakup. So page yep. one, Heal Thyself, part one, Heal Thyself, part two. Um, but we we assumed that some people might not be interested in those j- for the nature of it not being B&L. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did want to, in this episode, discuss our future plans because... Um, we're big, big, big music fans. Obviously, <laughs> we're doing this, and we yep. want to keep doing this. We don't want, we don't want to stop. Yeah, we've had a lot out. of fun going through this stuff, and want to keep going. And and I will say too, one of the things that 
I've loved the most is even no matter how I, the short version is getting into the community more, being in the Discord more active, being mm-hmm. on the subreddits, talking with the other guys of the other podcasts. Like it's just fun doing that. And so um, we're gonna keep doing BNL stuff as it comes out, obviously. But with our next band or bands, we wanted to take a slightly different approach than this. And that difference mm-hmm. is that the next two bands, we each wanted to pick an artist that one of us knows really, really well. And the other one either knows less well, or in my case, not at all, or has very listened to very little yeah. of, we were hoping it comes, it kind of has a little bit of a um, bare naked ABC's perspective where one's coming at it from a deep, deep love. Yeah. One's coming at it from a, maybe a little bit more of an objective place. Yeah. So and it'll, it'll bring a different energy to each podcast because yes, the next one will be something that you are super into and I am yes. familiar with a lot of, but not yes. entirely and sure. not nearly as into. Right. So have some appreciation. And then the next, the following one will have a little bit of a different spin on the same. Because take, I'm yes. Because I'm in, in almost fully blind. I, I'm and and I, intentionally. I'm yeah. trying really hard to not listen to anything so that I can be as fresh as it is. So the next band that we're talking about, is the one that I've loved and that Nick knows pretty well, but not as well. I am so excited to talk about Coldplay next. They are, I know that again, just like BNL, you either love them or hate them, but Coldplay was the first band, and we'll talk more about this when we get to that band, the first band that I ever truly fell in love with. I mean, it was, I mean, not to be dramatic, but it is the band that led me to where I am today with the music I listen to, the bands that I love. Like it all genuinely started. Technically yeah. it all started with Chelsea Dagger with the Fratellis, but in, but band wise, it started with Coldplay. Um, I adore these guys. I adore just about everything about them, but they also have some stinkers just like BNL had a couple of. So um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Steve's albums and then we're going to get into Coldplay and um, the reason I was talking about the community earlier about BNL is that one thing I'm really excited for is that Coldplay has just as amazing of a community, just as many diehard fans, if not, I mean, a bigger audience, yep. um, but they're all very passionate and they're all very, in my experience, very kind. Um, so I'm really, really excited to to start talking about Coldplay in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm really excited too. And yeah, I can't wait to get into it. And and like you said, you've listened to you know Coldplay. You've listened to yeah. a lot of their songs, but you're not. I know I am much more familiar with their early stuff. Sure, yeah. So I'm really yeah. excited to get into it because I really like the first couple albums, and then sure. I will learn a lot more. Especially as we go, as we the, go. the last couple, I'm not. Yeah. So Coldplay right now they've got uh, I think eight studio albums. So we're going to obviously cover those. They have a couple of EPs we'll cover, and then we'll probably do like a bonus, not a bonus, but an extra bit episode, similar um, episode to right now. Right this one, yeah. <laughs> and then they also they also have uh, you know uh, allegedly a new album coming out this year, just like BNL do. So we'll have new stuff to talk about. So yeah, um, and then we'll keep we'll keep the next one secret, or because I mean, that's just yeah, so far I, out. I agree. Okay. We'll keep it secret. We've got a lot of time sure. till then. Uh, but yeah. whenever it comes out, we will also do a little teaser. We'll release some sort of like announcement on this yes. channel too, so you know yes. where to look. Where to it'll find be on it. this channel. We we've we brainstormed a lot about different ideas for yeah. for pod names, but we decided we're just going to call it Coldplay R Us. We're going to keep the um, Bare Naked Ladies R Us, uh, you know, tag at the end, and we're going to change the band out and maybe the cover art. Um, but at its core, I want you to know, listeners, that we will always love Bare Naked Ladies. Always. That will never go away. We just need more stuff to talk about. Forever so we're in our bones. On. 
forever in their bones. <laughs> We're moving on to Coldplay next. So, uh, <laughs> that, but all that being said, our next episode is going to be page one. Um, Steve's yep. first solo and post breakup. Which I am excited for. We'll see. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see when we yeah. get there. All right. Well, thank um, you so for So let's do a quick this. email address. Oh, yeah. Um, BareNakedLadies are us at gmail.com. Uh, if you listened yes. to last week's episode and were confused, I probably accidentally sent you to the official Bare Naked Ladies email address. But it So is, those dozens of emails that you guys <laughs> you just resend them to, yeah. to the right address. We'd um, really appreciate that. But hey, also send stuff to BareNakedLadies at yeah. gmail.com yeah. so that they know you're listening to How us much and maybe we, love we get an interview. Yeah. We'd love to do an interview with, obviously, I mean, of course we would. We'd love to do an interview with any of the band members as a one-off. Um, yeah. We love and respect all those guys so much. And so, um, you know, let them know that we exist and maybe we could get something going. It'd be, it'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, JD Waldy on Twitter, Instagram, bare naked ladies are us on Facebook. And um, yeah, let's, let's, let's call yeah, it. We've gone day. long as hell. So thank yeah, you. Ed. Us up. Bye. <laughs> good night. <laughs>